Welcome to the Underappreciated Movie Podcast, where four friends discuss movies that they love, but nobody else does. I'm Elaine. I'm Carly. John. I'm Tony. Each of us has picked a specific movie genre. I have horror, thriller. I have science fiction, fantasy. I have drama and romance. Oh, I have action and adventure, but not this week. Oh, sorry. You don't have action and adventure this week. Nope. This is, has no action and I no think adventure. This is kind of an adventure. It's definitely. <laughs> an adventure. This is listed as a comedy family romance. But this man is going on an adventure. <laughs> to complete our month of well, every movie's an adventure. <laughs> to complete. Wait, our wait, wait! Tony's got to do his thing. <laughs> he won't see any of these. We movies. take turns selecting from our movie genre movies that, in our opinion, have not received the, sec- the respect they deserve. But not this week. This week, is it's John's pick. On the 1991's Faza of the Bride. I don't know why I said it like that. I was trying, I was trying to be hon- uh, Frank. <laughs> no, Honk. Tell Frank. Anyway. Continue um, our, our month We're continuing our month of nuptials. <laughs> movies about marriage. And I picked Father of the Bride because... Well, it's not really a month of nuptials. We're really just doing two three. episodes. Tony's doing one, too. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Three. Three. And then, and then we'll start birthday month. Yeah. Because, you know, any reason that actually you use our format. I mean, Lego Batman is kind of about... A romance? Family. Family. <laughs> oh, Vin Diesel's not in there. Family. Family. <sighs> so, okay, gravelly. But I picked this because it's a movie about a, a wedding, and it's all about a wedding, and all the stresses of planning a wedding. Because I know you have no stress planning your wedding. Not a whole lot. Not that much. Another Steve Martin has? No. No, because this wedding is ridiculous. <laughs> Your wedding is ridiculous? No, this one. <laughs> is it? It is. I got, I got very angry more than once while watching really? this movie. <laughs> really? Oh, wow. I can't wait to hear all about that. As a person who's currently at the tail end of planning a wedding. Mm. Uh, well, the ridiculousness. <laughs> the ridiculousness? It doesn't mean I hate the movie. I just cannot handle this wedding. <laughs> Thank God I would never have a wedding budget to plan anything like this. <laughs> and even if I did, I wouldn't spend it on anything like this. I really? <laughs> oh, just the expense of it all. It's, ridic- it's just ridiculous. Well, I did. Um, I will get to that, the, the cost of this wedding. <laughs> but this was directed by um, Charles Sire. Yeah, what else do you direct? The Odd Couple, Baby um. Boom, um, I Love Trouble, Father of the Bride 2, The Affair of the Necklace, Alfie. I... Alfie with... um. Yeah, I know. Name? What the fuck is The Affair of the Necklace? <laughs> it was in between Father of the Bride 2 and Alfie, so I decided not to skip it. <laughs> okay. Like, uh-huh. And who the fuck is that? Um, The writers for this, this is interesting because it's a remake, so there's a bunch of screenwriters on this. Mm-hmm. So Charles... Sires on this. Nancy Myers screenplay, Albert Hackett, um, France, Francis Goodrich, and they wrote other stuff too. Nancy Myers is pretty popular. That's well, a name I recognize. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, Nancy um, Myers. Yeah, I remember her name. She uh, did The Holiday mm-hmm. and Private Benjamin. <clears throat> okay. Probably, Both you know good Private Benjamin? No. <laughs> oh, Goldie Hawn in the military and hilarity ensues. <laughs> okay. I think. Now that you say that, I can picture like a poster from it or a still from the trailer or something. <laughs> and did, did we do something that's got to give with Diane? Um, Lane? No. 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 Kidding. Not yet. 
All right, well. I don't know oh, if yeah. or not. <laughs> I, I feel like we've done that on the podcast. It might just be that I've seen it. Diane Light. Um, She's a welcome back to the podcast. Yeah. From the book club. Yeah. <laughs> well, so here we go. This is starring George Martin. George Martin. Yes, George R. R. Martin. Wow. Really? <laughs> His name is George in the movie. Very small role. Yeah. All right, this is actually starring Steve Martin. Yeah, and what else has he been in? If you don't know who Steve Martin is, all right, he was in... Welcome back to the podcast. Welcome back to the podcast. From? Um, Blue Heaven. There you go. Thank you. He was... Uh, I was we were waiting to see if you remember. I was going to say, he's Todd Wilkinson. <laughs> yeah, but what else has Steve Martin been in? He was in Roxanne. I know, that movie's great. Why haven't you picked that movie? It's a good movie. That's not my why genre. Why you pick that movie? Yeah. Why hasn't anybody picked that movie? It fits everybody's why? What, genre. What's, Carla, what's why haven't you picked Roxanne? Science fiction, the fact that he has that nose. Oh, it's a comedy. We can all pick comedy. He was also in L.A. I'm story. I'm not sure it holds up. Pretty sure he breaks into our house in that. He was in Father of the Bride 2. Uh-huh. Bowfinger. That's not a The good Jerk. Movie. Pink Panther. Pink Panther 2. Cheaper by the Dozen. All Cheaper by the Dozen 2. I like Cheaper by the Dozen. Bringing I like the, the original house. and the remake. I like, I like Parenthood. I wanted to do that for the podcast, but I think it's not available. He was the star- He was in the movie Sergeant Bilko. He was Mixed Nuts. I mean, how long do you want me to go here? How about Three Amigos? Leap of Faith. I'm not there yet. I'm still All in the 90s. <laughs> body comp, Body switch me. House Sitter. Um, you could just read the good ones. I am reading the good ones. I'm skipping the ones I don't like. He was in Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, Planes, Trains, and oh, Automobiles. Doesn't hold up, though. Mm. Little Shop of Horrors. Then get the, I know. <laughs> All of me. These are just the good ones. The Man with Two Brains. <laughs> that movie sucks, but it's fun. <laughs> the Jerk. I mean, again, these are only the good ones. I'm skipping a lot. E. Steve fucking Martin. The Man with Two Brains. <laughs> Tell is me that movie's not funny. It's... it's Something. I haven't seen it in a while. i got to watch it again, but it probably is, didn't hold it. Is it the show about the murder in the building? Is that him and Martin Short? Yeah. Okay. I was just curious. We watched it a few episodes. Yeah, two out of the three amigos <laughs> are really close. <laughs> that third one, they don't really hang out with. It's also starring um, Diane Keaton. Nobody hangs out with him because he's such a douche. Yeah, Diane Keaton. What's yeah. she been in? No. Um, she was in this little movie called The Godfather. You might have heard of it. Oh. No, never. Godfather 2. No. Carl, have you seen him? You will. She's... <laughs> Welcome back to the podcast from Book Club. Yeah. Yeah, she was in Book Club. Oh, they're making a second one. Yes, I know. I knew that. <laughs> Clearly, I just found out. <laughs> but she's been in a bunch of... I read of, that on uh, Facebook uh, or something. I just opened her IMDb, and it's right there. <laughs> First Wives Club, that's a great one. First Wives Club, is, it's a movie. It's um, a fun movie. We will not do it on the podcast because I don't want to listen to you bitch the whole time. <laughs> it's a fun time. movie. It's something. But anyway. Um, also sorry, Martin Short. That's not a bad Again, we're going to hit the highlights. Most of the, a lot of stuff that Welcome back to the, par- to the podcast, Martin Short. From Santa Claus 3? No. No. From Captain Ron. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. He was also in Inner Space. Also, the Three Amigos. Um, lots of. He's great. He's, he's Martin fucking short. He was in the Cat in the Hat movie. So, yeah, Martin Short. Moving on. Kimberly Williams Paisley, who I did not know until just recently, was married to Brad Paisley. Yeah. And by just recently, he means this morning when I said, She's married to Brad Paisley. And I said, Shit. I actually stopped sitting down and knew wow, she's covering her ass. No, he said, wow, she's rich. I bet she got all the robots. (laughs) No, she's fucking Brad Paisley. Yeah. (laughs) 
But yeah. Tony learned something about the cast of this movie, too. I'll say that when we get to it. Um, but she wasn't in a whole lot. She was in uh, Courting the Gym. Yeah, she was the wife. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's really the only thing else I remember her in. Yeah, but that show lasted a while. She, she probably made some money. the sister. Of the sister? Yeah. Because yeah. uh, Courtney Thorne Smith was the wife. Yeah. Oh, see, I didn't watch According to Jim. Because <laughs> I, you know I, why? Unfortunately, I watched Let me tell you why. It, because it's got Jim Belushi in it, and it's, I don't need him true. in my life. But she's been in a bunch of stuff. She's a working show. actress, but, you know, I think... Well, she doesn't need to be, because she's got... Yeah, she's Brad also Paisley married to Brad Paisley, so... <laughs> She's working because she wants to. Let's just say that. She's not exactly okay. setting Hollywood on fire anyway. So. And also starring Kieran Culkin. Welcome back to the podcast. Welcome back to the podcast from the Scott Pilgrim vs. Oh, the World. Oh, remembered. <laughs> Good uh-huh. job, honey. And he's also... You almost always forget Welcome Back to the Podcast. <laughs> I, always, I always, always forget those because I don't care that much. Stop it. Yeah. The next actor on IMDb is George Newbern and... Uh, Hold on, I, I didn't get to that Kieran Culkin was in Home Alone. Okay. He was Fuller who drank all the Pepsi. <laughs> yes, but next is George. Did you Newbern. have a cousin that went to bed? Do you have like some kind of <laughs> horrible childhood memory we don't know about? So George Newburn. Tony's like, uh, do I know him from anything? And I said, well, he's Superman in like all these Superman cartoons. Yeah. And Justice League cartoons. And Tony's like, no, he's not. <laughs> Well, it certainly is. Tim Daly was, and apparently Tim Daly left, and then he took over, and I didn't know that. <laughs> so he texted Ben, similar. hello, Ben, and he was like, hey, who's Superman in these cartoons? And he's like, George Newbert. <laughs> no, no, I said, I said, hey, man, you saw Justice League. I said, I'm confused. Wow. You saw Justice League. This dude was the voice of Theodore Rex. Okay, what the hell? Rex. That's from a movie with Whoopi Goldberg about a dinosaur. Named Theodore Rex. I have I never heard of that. <laughs> but he's a working actor. Oh my god! He's he has a lot, lot of, of too, credits. Right? He again, um he's, recently, does a lot of voice work. I've actually seen him recently because he plays Pain in Designing Women. Oh That's yeah, Julia's son. <laughs> all right, so that that'll that'll cover all that stuff. So what did you think? Oh, oh sorry. you're not going to mention B. Oh fuck. B. D. Wong. Yes. Yeah, he's great. All right, fine. B.D. Wong is in this as well. You may know him from such ditties as... Jurassic Park. Yes. He made all the dinosaurs. Jurassic Park. I mean, that's important. And the, <laughs> and the, and the one clerk in the grocery store is the kid from Nightmare on Elm Street that is in a wheelchair. And uh, What's-His-Nuts is, um, is the dad from American Pie. He was a singer. Oh, uh, um, the guy from Shit's Creek. Yeah. Oh, Levy. Dan Levy. And, uh, yeah, Eugene, Eugene Levy. Levy. Eugene Levy. The mom, yes. the mom, uh, Joanna McKenzie, what is welcome back to the podcast? I guess from Scrooge and the Shadow. Mm. Mm. We looked it up because I was because Tony was like, "How come he doesn't have famous parents? I don't recognize these people." So I looked them up, and I was like, "Actually, she's this is her third appearance on the podcast." All right, so now check this out. <clears throat> All right, peep this. Put it on receive. Uh huh. It's uh, on receive. The Rotten Tomatoes is 70%. Yeah. Ooh. And the audience score is also 70%. Now, nice. how often do you see that? Okay, you just don't see that very often. No, yeah. very rare. Um, the IMDb on this is <laughs> 6.5 out of 10. Mm-hmm. Metacritic, 51. Wow. It qualifies. So it qualifies. Slipped in. Well, it didn't really so, need and, to qualify because we were just doing wedding movies. And... Uh-huh. But the, um, the budget for this movie was uh, $20 million, mm-hmm. and the box office was 129 
Mm-hmm. So it made a bit of money. That's why they had a make two it. and a three-ish. And Not as much show. money as four weddings and a funeral. <laughs> Not as much money as Dracula. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Dracula made it medically. <laughs> That's because I keep giving it bad reviews. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to get Jack Frost up, but it did not work. <laughs> you got to make multiple accounts like you're some uh, Russian you bot. Have, you have to show, me, mm. show me how to do that. But anyway. Um, so what did you think going in Carly? I thought, I've seen this. Really? On TV when I was a kid. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen it since it was on TV when I was a kid. <laughs> Riveting, Carly. I know. Um, I'm like, I haven't seen this in a while. I was actually thinking I might pick this as my wedding pick, and then John told me that I couldn't because he was going to pick this. Dang. Yeah. I'm really sorry that I took your movie. You're not. Nope. Tony? I was like, I remember seeing this when I was younger, and I liked it, but that was a long time ago. So let's see if it holds up. That was a long time ago. This movie is 31 years. Old. <laughs> Thanks, Carly. I know, but I was, at some point, Tony was like, "Oh, when this movie came out," and I was like, "In 1991." He's like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> Thanks, I Carly. I saw this in the theater. <laughs> <coughs> Brookhaven Multiplex. Why did did your sister want to see this? Is that why you guys went to see Father of the Bride? I think my mother wanted to see it. It does seem like a. It doesn't seem like a John movie, let's put it that way. Like, maybe later in life, but as an 11-year-old boy, I can't imagine was, like, hankering to go see, not, I mean, sure, some 11-year-old boys would, but not John as an 11-year-old boy. No, Terminator 2 Judgment Day came out the same year, and that was pretty much all I wanted to see, because I saw that movie theater twice. It was amazing. Know what we should watch? Thor Ragnarok. Yes. Not wrong. I mean, then be facts. <laughs> what was it that we watched? John said, you want to watch a movie? And I said, Thor Ragnarok? And he goes, oh, no, there's something else I want no, to watch. No, I said, oh, we could watch it. Absolutely. But I said, oh, well, actually, you know what I wanted to watch? I saw this the other day, and I wanted to watch it. It was down Periscope. And we did down watch Periscope. it. It was good. I've been wanting to rewatch Hot Shots. Oh. I wouldn't want to rewatch Hot Shots, but down Periscope was a good time. <laughs> is this Hot Shots, man? I haven't seen it in a long, long yeah, time. Yeah, it's not good. Oh, really? it's not well, good. we, well, but we Elaine watched liked it so much that she wanted to watch the uh, Macho Man video. Don't watch that. That's all. The Macho Man video. Yeah, yeah the, the song ma- The Village, the village people, people Macho Man. That's oh, why we ended up macho watching that man. documentary about village mean, people. Randy Savage. No. Always. Yeah, but we ended up watching. <laughs> Do you watching... think Slim Jims think about Randy Savage the way Randy Savage thinks about Slim Jims? Well, he's dead, so. Yeah, they're, they're both dead. <laughs> all right, so I have some reviews. <coughs> Sorry, goodness gracious. Here, here's one for you. And this, I picked this one for you, Elaine. <coughs> okay, did I write it? No. Unless your name is Josie Reviews from 2018. Well, she has multiple accounts we found out. It's, this says, first of all, fuck Jack Frost. Damn. Wow, does it really? It <laughs> might be a lame. No, it says, why can't they bring back movies of this genre? Simple, everyday life without super drama. Watching a dad have a meltdown over his daughter's wedding is realistic. Steve Martin's character is very relatable. Is super drama? He does get arrested. Hmm? Yeah, but just a little bit. <coughs> the supermarket moment for the hot dog buns is hilarious and dead on. Nowadays, it feels like writers producers have no idea what's happening in the real world. I have watched countless movies where there's characters that drive new cars and have $500,000 plus houses and portrayed to be struggling. All American families, LOL. Even though this family has a stunning house, they still come across as humble and grounded. I picked this one because during watching this movie and the other one, you're like, why don't they make movies like this anymore? 
Mm-hmm. Well, they do make movies like this, but people don't watch them except for me. <laughs> <laughs> because, you know... Like that movie with Seth Rogen and Barbara Streisand. It was like, it was no, something about got, a mom road trip where it goes across country in the car with this mom. I watched that. I thought it was great. No one else liked it. There's no agenda in this movie. Yes, there is. The agenda is a wedding agenda. We don't know if any of these characters are, are gay or not or anything. It just doesn't the matter. The agenda for not. me is anti-wedding. <laughs> yeah. All right, here's another review. Okay. That was, oh, I'm sorry, that was a 10 out of 10. Okay. Here's one from M.H. Charles. Is a 9 out of 10? Just another, weddings. just another bad <laughs> remake of a great film. It's hard to, com- to compete with Elizabeth he's, he's Taylor's He's a fan books. of the 1950s? Uh, yeah. Hmm. I don't think I've ever seen and that Spencer one. And Spencer Tracy's acting ability. I don't think our age has. I'm a fan really? of Steve Martin, but this just wasn't a hit for me as compared to the real version. Mm. The real version. Yeah, I was like, okay. So does he only watch the 1920 version of A Star is Born? <laughs> like Mr. Pretentious Ass all over there. Check the old uh, ratings on that first one. Uh, I think it came I out mean, like 1950. It did. It was 50-something. But, I mean, I would watch it. 90% on Rotten Tomatoes. Wow. Wow. <laughs> they weren't fucking around. Maybe it's good. <laughs> An hour and a half long. Well, they made another one with um, Andy Garcia. It's only two ninety nine on Amazon. The new one or the old one? The old one. No, I guess they're both old now, but... <laughs> it's just true. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. I, I thought everybody's, everybody's got their phone out during my podcast. Like, you got better shit to do, Elaine. I'm sorry, Gabby sent me a text message about how the sprinkler, about turning off the sprinkler system at work, and apparently I'm the only person that understands how this works. <laughs> I was just looking up the movie we were talking about. <laughs> All right, I don't so know what Tony's doing over there. I'm looking at the Metacritic score. <laughs> Is there one? I'm checking. I From mean, 1950? Give me a second. <laughs> the internet hasn't a thing yet. <laughs> All right, so For the a movie. Long, long time. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> nope. 76 on Metacritic. Wow. Apparently this movie's amazing. Wow. The old one. I well, maybe we'll I watch it. it this summer when I'm off. Perhaps one re-watch. morning I will watch it. I have to mm-hmm. still watch, rewatch the old Bedazzled. I bought it and I never watched it. And Reba. And Reba. Well, I've seen Reba. She's a single mom, works yeah. real hard. So I've heard are you that. sure? Am I sure that I've watched Reba? No, are you sure she works real hard? I don't know. Because I think that's the all. mystery of Reba. Not at a job. No. <laughs> She's quite a hardworking homemaker. <laughs> I've been watching Designing Women and they work. Mm-hmm. You know who works real hard? Woody from Cheers. He's always cutting something or serving drinks. Or cleaning glasses. Yeah. It's true. I just watched an episode of Designing Women where, uh, what is her name? Woody. Oh, my God. No, the redhead. Charlene. No, Not Charlene. Annie Potts. Annie Potts but what is was her being sexually character? harassed at work and called the guy a rapist. Damn. <laughs> because he tried to rape her. Well, then this the, was, the shoe fits. Yeah. It was crazy. This was I was like, oh, my God, no one called the police. Julia, Suzanne, Charlene, and what the fuck is her name? <laughs> I don't know. Now I gotta look it up. All right, so anyways, this movie opens with Steve Martin breaking the fourth wall years before Wade Wilson ever thought he could do it. <laughs> he tells us about how his daughter just got married. And he used to think that a wedding was a simple affair. Mary Joe. Ah. And fuck her too. I thought it was a two-day. Right. Well, he was wrong. <laughs> he says, that's a marriage. I do like And then movie. details how his daughter... <laughs> Went from being a little girl one day to being an adult. I like a movie that opens with the voiceover with this kind of thing, and then we get the flashback to the event. I like that. I don't. I think that's something they could use more often before you get tired. <coughs> of it. I like that plot device. 
Yeah, there's so this it depends is, on the theme. We know that he's going to make it through the movie. Yeah. So that's I'll let you have as many tangents as you want with my last episode. Why can't I have tangents? Because you're drunk. And, and when you're drunk, you forget that I am in charge. So which way are we going to go? That way. You guys point it different directions. <laughs> well, I feel like that's what the brownies and Willow did anyway, so it's okay. <laughs> Actually, no, they both pointed to the right direction. All right, so he used to... Th- oh, I already said that. So we cut the George walking through his sneaker factory. And this is real time now. He's no longer sitting in the chair. And he's waiting for his daughter to come home from studying abroad. Now, Lane didn't think it was funny, but I said I wonder what abroad she was studying. That's cha cha It's not funny. She was in Italy. It's dumb. <laughs> See, you have to wait till someone laughs. I'm like, dead air. Carly laughs at everything that is no barometer for what is funny. I was laughing, actually, at, I the, count on your at laughter. the standoff. <laughs> actually, Carly does not actually laugh at funny things. She just laughs as punctuation. So you Are cannot you use her as a standard of what is funny. Tony's been getting into stand-up Shh, episodes. Tony knows. Just like girls have pillow fights in their underpants. Of course we do. That is facts. Okay. Of course you're hilarious. It do right. be facts. No, it then be facts. Anyway, so he leaves work early because he's, he has a surprise for his daughter Annie, who's just getting back from Rome. Her he, bike, he never really talks about this bike. Why didn't this bike come up like 60 this times? This bike had, was focused also, for about 13 seconds. looked like a boy's bike to me. <laughs> well, maybe. Well, she was a bit of a tomboy, I think. I think the fact that the mom is like, she looks so different, and then she's in a dress with pearls, maybe she stopped being such a tomboy. Maybe. Because the boy got it. He's like, hurt. I had her mm-hmm. 10 speed all refitted, and I'm like, that's not a girl's way. <laughs> yeah. You can just save it for your son. And he pulls up to the house, and he brags about this house. He says, I love this house. He built this house 17 years ago. It's wonderful. It looks great in the winter. It's nice with Christmas lights on it. I'm like, all right, dude, get the fuck he over He loves your house. his life. It's basically the whole point of He's this very opening. Happy. He, has- he owns his own shoe company called Sidekicks. They make sneakers. Which is like, what? <laughs> I mean, it's like, what factory in America is making? What factory in America is making shoes? Actually, there's a bunch of like little micro brands now. Yeah, well, I guess are, he was the original okay. OG micro sneaker brand. Sneaker brand? Sidekicks. But you never know. A Some... sidekick was like a walkie-talkie cell phone. Yeah, but it... it was a Chuck Norris show. Yes, it was. Oh, that movie with uh, uh, what's his name? Jonathan, Jonathan Brandis. Brandis. Yeah. Oh, Lame. he's so dreamy. Is he dead? Oh. Did he really? Oh my yes. god. Yes. Did anybody commit a suicide? Jeez, that took a I was going to say the dude from Ladybugs, but a now it's a little weird. Time ago. Pretty sure it was suicide or a drug overdose, which also is usually yeah. suicide. Which so. is suicide. I'm pretty sure it was suicide. Damn. You, you don't be like, let me take all this cocaine and see what happens. Love it was on like C-8? Clearly. Sequest. DSV. <laughs> you need a minute? You're And right? the never ending story, too. <laughs> it was apparently an it. The original. Yep. Yeah. All right. So, anyway. He walks through the door and he meets up with his wife. And he gives his son some new sneakers who's eating a chocolate bar from Rome. Yeah, he took it. He killed himself. He was very depressed and uh, apparently it looks like an alcoholic. Damn. November sucks. 12, 2003. I liked yeah, him in some things, time. not in Sidekicks. That movie was dog trash. Well, yeah. It's not fresh so news. <laughs> I, mean, he was, was, I think it was supposed to be, though. I feel like he was the first, I think it was like, bad on purpose. Yeah. celebrity crush I had. Like, all the that girls... Was the first want, one? 
I yeah, like my big one, my first big one. I really like, liked him in Ladybugs. Like you know how all the girls <laughs> were like, "You kids, no. Wait, four was cool." Kids on the block, <laughs> Jonathan Taylor Thomas, Thomas, Devin Sawa. But I was like, <laughs> Joey Lawrence. Brand. Don't forget Devin Joey Lawrence. Yes. Yo, my God, yeah. <laughs> but I was like, Jonathan Brandis was like my first, like, oh God, I love him. Can I marry him? <laughs> Elaine Brandis in heart, like one of those kind of. Like my first big crush. Tony's <laughs> like what? from Sequest. Yes, I loved that show. <laughs> no one loved that you show. Like Sequest? I, I married it. With Roy Schneider. Yeah. Wow. It's pretty good. Wow. Wait, let me rephrase. I thought it was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> I never saw it. Maybe the best fucking show I've ever seen. I watched all of it. I never seen it. So anyway, Andy comes in. <laughs> And, they had talking dolphins. And George looks really? at his daughter and is shocked by the way she they, looks. They had she slides them. down the banister <laughs> and hugs her dad. I do want to kind of hear about the talking dolphins. <laughs> so these was were, it like a mental thing or did they hook stuff up to they them? They hooked them up to a computer so it's like and they talked. So like Yeah. Okay. Sorry, John. Go ahead. I didn't want to hear that. So in Crocodile Dundee 2. It was like Johnny Mnemonic, so I wanted to hear about it. Oh no one like Johnny Mnemonic's awesome. You don't like Johnny Mnemonic? Keanu Reeves doesn't like Johnny Mnemonic. You like Johnny Mnemonic. You just haven't they, seen it. They Peter low tech in heaven. They turned this high tech military sub into a research vessel, which so it was kind of like Star Trek underwater. It's good. So anyway, during dinner, George goes over some upcoming events. Hey, I can get uh, Laker tickets. Who wants to go to the Laker game? And also, Paul Simon's coming to town. Game no, and I said to and John, like, I want to see Paul Simon concert, and he said no, dude, like hard wow. no, it was like ninety hard no. I mean, I love he Paul doesn't Simon. tour anymore. It's not happening. Oh. <laughs> He might. What if he makes a comeback tour? Um, He'll all call Garfunkel and we'll check it out. I would see like that. He's 75 years old. I don't he think he's doing a comeback a tour <laughs> unless he dies and comes back from the dead. Wow. That, can Him I and see? Marius are going to have a double hitter. Anyway. Oh, man. So, you know what? I was like, damn, this is your family... We're going to talk about over dinner, our agendas. Oh, I'm sorry. He's not 75. He's 80. <laughs> <laughs> Let We're, the poor old man. Who wants to go to the Laker what? game? How many tickets well, are you going to get? And who wants to go to the... He officially like, retired from touring in 2018. <laughs> Jesus. He cited his age and the strain of being away from his family. However, you can still see him at uh, certain events and he performs at festivals. Wow. But there are not any current <laughs> tour dates on StubHome.com. <laughs> That's a lot. I then, love Paul Simon. No, he's awesome. That's more than yes. the house <laughs> that we live in costs. <laughs> yeah, the cost of this wedding. Oh, yeah. 143000 Yeah. What is it? 357? No, 500 and something people. 572, 572 people. 572 people. Tommy no. goes, I could Wait, not. stop. We're going to get to that. Right, we get John, to that John and I could not get more than 50 people. Out. I was going to say, at the apex of me we doing all my different lives and knowing all my different people, I couldn't pull We could have gotten 100. That. We have had That's a hard ridiculous. time trying to keep it at 50. You know what? We should make a <laughs> wedding list. If we were going to invite people to come to see us get married, and I would assume that none of our family would be bothered like to come 15 to see there. us. <laughs> no offense. <laughs> but, I think Audrey would come. <laughs> Well, we invited them to come to Vegas with us and gave them two years' notice, and not a single fucker did. And they could have come to Vegas. My dad went. He lives there. He lives in Henderson. <laughs> Completely different city. But, like, both my mom and my sister were like, oh, I'd love to go to Vegas. And I told them the date and when we were going, and did they come? No. All right, well, 
Anyways. I'm just saying that if we exclude we family, I don't think over. we could get like 30 people at a wedding that we would want to come celebrate a wedding with us. 30, I can get 50. There are people that I would have invited if we had space. So if your I mom think didn't need to invite we could have easily gotten 100. Because there are people who are like, oh man, we should, like Tony's friend Carmen, this week, she lives in Colorado, it never occurred to us to invite her. She was like, I absolutely would have flown to Virginia for your wedding. Yeah. She's from here, she knows yeah, people here. She, so we went to my cousin's vacation. wedding, right? And a lot of people were like, oh my God, I'm, they were like, oh my God, Elaine, you came. I didn't even know you were and invited. And she kept saying, well, if you invite me to things, I'll come. And they're like, I had no idea you were coming. And I said, well, if you invite me, I'll come. Because... Uh, when Willie got married, they didn't bother to invite me. So I didn't get the chance to come, and I 100% would come. So if you invite me, I would and come. And that's the thing. Tony's like, it never occurred to me that she would come, but well, she would have come. Well, some of my friends. We, we could have easily come up with 100. To ask. That's oh, all I I'm could, saying. I could come up with 100. We could have easily come up with 100. But not much more than that. Well, we didn't want to pay for 100. <laughs> well, it was just I mean, you have to get the numbers down because your mom had to invite a certain amount of people. Am I inviting cousins? Because then we can get over 100 easy. We're not inviting your cousins. You don't even know who they are. That's true. My mother loves to play that game. Who's this? <laughs> if, you, if you were going to invite your know. family, if you were going to invite your family, who would you actually want to invite? Your mom, your dad. And so then during dinner. <laughs> Uh, I didn't so, that, I, so that consists of three people because when we say his dad, we don't mean Joan. Actually, and we definitely mean Ed. So three people. No, I would invite some of my my cousins. Like my, who? My cousin Jason. I talk to him all the time. Okay. I so would definitely, I would invite my son. So now you're up my to daughter. four. Those are not counted in They're your family. family. No, They're my immediate fucking family. Those are not counted in your family. So you're up to four. You got your mom and Ed, your dad, and Jason. My grandmother. Okay, we're My up to other five. Grandmother. Six. You really? Two living grandparents? I do. Yes. <laughs> Just both his grandmothers. I have no living grandparents. Neither do us. You're the only one. I have two. Cherish that. <laughs> okay. I would invite my sister. Would you? Yes. Would you? Yes, because would I know you? she's going to come. <laughs> we're still at five. I'm spotting my sister, my uh -huh. brother-in-law, my uh -huh. yeah, niece, but they're not coming. my nephew. But they're not coming. They might. Unless they think we're giving them money. They, no, they don't <laughs> ask we're not. Money. I know, because I know better. And then I'm going to invite my uh, sister-in-law <laughs> and my brother-in-law, Ken. Don't count. They would be on my list. What about, I don't think you Ken have a brother named John? I do. I'm not inviting him. <laughs> I'm not inviting him. He's a heroin addict. <laughs> I don't know anything about him. I mean, I think he, they say he's in recovery, but I don't really We don't believe that. Oh man, goodness gracious! But I like I work with these people every day that did not get invited, and I like them, and I would have invited them, but there was no space. You know, like there are people I would have invited. I, if I, had space. I would not invite my. Coworkers. I would invite Tony. I would invite Stephanie and her husband. I would invite Carly and Tony. Would you invite any of the jujitsu people? Yes. Question marks. <laughs> I think I would think we would have a hard time getting. I would to actually 50. believe it or not, I would invite Scott because I've known Scott like fifteen years. What about Joe. We would invite <laughs> But would you invite Rex? No. Yes. <laughs> no. I would invite Jake and I would invite Joe. I would invite some of the people from work. What about DJ? I would invite DJ. I would invite DJ. I would even invite Matt. 
We would invite Mac, but I would tell Mac that uh, he cannot wear jeans. Because <laughs> if I'm having a party, it's fancy dress only or don't come. He's going to wear cargo <laughs> pants. I'm not kidding. No, we'll tell him he could wear his dress uniform from the... Uh, There's what a should do like a fancy dress. I know we should. I would, I would have I would, a fancy dress. Party. I would love it. <laughs> Maybe we'll just have a party. We can have an anniversary party anytime we want. We're over 20. We could just have them. It's just a celebration every year. And Most people don't make it is to 20. a good time for parties. All right, so George goes to get clubs. a bottle of wine to discuss this. And Annie's like, hey, I have some important information I got to tell you. And he's like, well, what is it? And she says, I met a man in Rome, and he's wonderful, and I'm getting married. And he fucking blinks. I should have invited my sister. She just, I didn't. <laughs> She just started. She just started following me on Instagram. So. You know, I'm. I joke, but my sister would definitely come if I invited her to, to a wedding now. I anyway, save my wedding. Audra <laughs> <laughs> could have come. I think Ken would come. Audra Ken could come. Audra and Ken might have come if you had invited him earlier. I didn't even think about it. I also, we're trying to keep it under. Well, 50. it's also well, it's also one of those things. I don't want to invite people that have to spend. Well, you had some cancellations, Audra. He's had some cancellations. Yeah, so <laughs> we're over. Well, not anymore. Anyway, people are dropping. So we're, we're still not through this thing yet. So now no. George, he immediately has like this, he blinks to where his daughter was a little girl. And he says, what? And the little girl goes, Dad, I met a man and he's wonderful and I'm getting married. And he's like, huh? You're too young to get married. And we find out that she's a year older than George and Nina were when they got married. They're two years older than me and John when we got married. She's 22. Mm-hmm. Although the actress is only 17. She's 17. Whoa! 17! Wow. wow. I looked it up because I'm like, she looks like a baby, but it was in yeah. the trivia. <laughs> I didn't read the trivia. Hmm. There's yeah. not a lot of good trivia. It's stupid trivia that you're like, this is Married not... to Brad Paisley. Yeah, no shit, well, last yes, Paisley. But something like, <laughs> the character of Annie was named Annie as a nod to Diane Keaton playing Annie Fr- Hall. Annie yeah, Hall. Like, really? Yeah. This okay. is not interesting. So Annie tells them how wonderful Brian is and how he's an independent communication consultant. And George goes off on a tangent about it. Independent communication consultant means unemployed, which means I'm gonna have to fire someone who's worked for the company for 30 years because my son-in-law can't get a job. Well, independent communications consultant does sound like a fake job. It is a little suspect. Although I actually think that that is a more realistic job than owns a shoe factory (laughs) in California, (laughs) in San Marino, California. She's not wrong. But don't hate on my man's sidekicks. You know and what? And they never tell us what <laughs> Nina does. Also, Diane Keaton does not look just, like a Nina. Just that they both yeah, run she runs their own business. businesses. They so both have like successful businesses. She does something. <laughs> you know what? She might be Auntie Anne. She might be. Something. I don't know. We don't she know might what have her own accounting firm. We have We're no idea. idea. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what the problem was. I was like, well, whatever their business is, is it's got to be something weird that can't be wrapped into a wedding. Because it's like yeah. if, she owned, if she was Auntie Anne, there would be pretzels at the wedding or something. You know what I mean? Like anybody. anybody yeah, accounting's a good one. You'd have some kind of real estate mogul or whatever. She could be a real estate agent. Yeah, then it, yeah. Because yeah, running your own business doesn't mean you Fill have a shoe it's factory. Yeah. Come on, you're not driving. No more about it. I am driving. Yeah, but you're driving around the corner. But uh, wow. <laughs> Tony took a thimble. We need to finish that, so I'll put that over here. Oh, okay. Wow. <laughs> but I made Tony pause. Because, I mean, unless you want to talk about how they got in a fight. No, talk about the movie. <laughs> and I said, Tony, here's the thing. You don't come back from studying abroad for three months and Depends say, I'm getting married. Uh-huh. 
when you know that this is going to garner a poor reaction from your parents. You say I met a man. You, I'm seeing somebody that I met there, and it's gotten pretty serious. He's coming over. We're going to meet, and you don't announce. This, I mean, you've known him yeah, for less than we, three months. You don't, no, no, no teenager that's and that tight with her family. She doesn't tell him she has Scott home. Tell she doesn't tell him that he's coming in an hour until after they have a fight. Yeah. That's the first thing. I met a man. I really love him. He's coming. I invited him over tonight to meet you. Yes, it's getting pretty serious. I want you guys to meet him. Let us have a little moment where we get to know each other without this wedding hanging over our heads when you haven't even graduated from college. We said we would have heard about him. He would have graduated at 22. While he was at. uh, Yeah, we don't talk about her graduation, just that she's 22 and she's just getting back from being abroad. And she wants to be an architect. And she's studying to be an architect. But we we say they said she's finishing up. That's one of those jobs you always see. I don't really know any architects, but everybody on TV or in a movie. Yeah. I do know an architect. <laughs> Holy shit, I forgot about that. A successful one. Yeah. She's actually pretty successful. She plays tennis. Anyways. No, she's an architect. No, she plays tennis with a frying pan. Okay. All right. Well, the she fucked some dude up. Play, she played tennis with a frying pan and whooped some dude's ass. Wow. She's she, that good. She's <laughs> awesome. She yeah. really is. Anyway, so where Her are Her wife we? is very lucky, but and I'm they like, have some pretty cute kids. Yeah. And I'm like, you should have eased them into it a little bit. Like, yeah. this is a lot of... Yeah, you would have... When you I would invite the heck for our wedding. You would have mentioned that you met this guy who lives in L.A., and you started seeing him. Yeah. You, they would have heard of him before now. Yeah. And if they hadn't, then you would ease them in a little bit. <laughs> I'm sorry. If I'm in Italy studying abroad, and I meet this really cute boy that I really love, I'm telling my mom. Exactly. I'm saying. You know what the most unbelievable part is? is she's studying in Rome and finds an American. There's a lot of Italian dudes there. Come on. Oh, you're just jealous because she's not with an Italian dude. Come on. She just like it under the Tuscan sun. She yeah. ends up with an American. It's like who came to Italy. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna call bullshit on that. There's a lot of good looking fellas out there. That's yeah, but true. she doesn't have to move to Italy. Marcello or was an Italian. <laughs> Marcello was. <laughs> Just saying. No way you wouldn't have tried to make things work with Marcello. <laughs> so, Nina sends George out to talk to Annie, and they have a heart-to-heart, and he apologized because he's like, hey, we hit me with a lot of shit all at once. Yes. Yes. That is easy. <laughs> it's a little ridiculous. I mean, how about, you know, a little warning? He's like, Smitch. okay. And then she's outside and by the basketball hoop that's way too fucking low. John had a real problem with that. (laughs) (laughs) They're not jumping for a reason because they're going to hit the head on the game rim. Look, you don't put a regulation hoop in your yard. Yes, It's a garage hoop. Yes, you do. You put a regulation. This is not... Look, um, Harold Howard had a regulation hoop. Harold Howard? From Team Playing with Boof. Yeah, but he's playing with Boof. Was it regulation? I have no idea. And he was very excited about it. How do you know there was regulation? (laughs) I measured it. <laughs> you did I got out the protractors and I measured it. I know that I know the height of the actor and I deduced that it is exactly all right, so it's a little low. It was nine feet, nine and a half inches. But it's a lot closer than this What's fucking regulation? thing. Ten. Oh, okay. I don't know what regulation height Periodically. Is. Why I do you go... know that you don't even like basketball? Who doesn't know that a regulation hoop is ten feet? Me! <laughs> Am I the only one who knew that? <laughs> Periodically, How did you I know go that? to the gym. Your shit. And we it's go, common knowledge. We, we have a basketball in my classroom, and periodically we take it across the hall to the gym when there's not students, and we we throw it at, at the hoop. 
<laughs> we don't play basketball. We take turns throwing it at the hoop. <laughs> okay, anyway. But I thought that's not made. I know how hard it is. <laughs> so George wants to, wants to apologize to his daughter. Because so they're seven foot tall. He says, not. how about I live one-on-one? I can't on one? jump three feet. And she says to him, I'm wearing the wrong shoes. Bitch, this is your house. You ain't got no shoes. Your <laughs> father goes, owns a sneaker sh- company, and you have no shoes at your house. Tony goes, why does she only change her shoes? This is the perfect place for you to just change into shorts. <laughs> so then he says, you've come to the right house. And gives she her, put a ponytail gives her new, in. Gives her a new pair of shoes. And then my first thought is, she's not hooping in that dress. No. That's what Especially, you're not hooping in a dress that short with, with your dad. Because you, know you know who I, I don't want to play basketball with, but a short skirt no, is my daughter. No, I didn't either. Because you know what? <laughs> gonna, if you can hoop, you can hoop in anything. No, because you No, because you're going to jump and all of a sudden your dad's going to be looking at your underwear and he's not going to want to see that Dad shit. never looks at your underpants. He's and your dad. As you said, they don't jump. Okay. <laughs> they, well, you put shorts and a shirt on right, well, because you're going to be sweating. No, you just put up your hair. And you go getting take a shower. sweaty was no, not an issue. No, but dresses, if I had an issue. dresses are great for not getting sweaty. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of airflow in a dress. It's sleeveless. That's true, too. Pants. He probably stinks when they're Yes. Oh my god. <laughs> <And> those <laughs> pleated pants. Tony I mean, was like, ooh, that's a 90s outfit was, for you. Look how ruby those pants are. <laughs> I know. It, it was the 90s. I did, I did love me some baggy pants. I, mean, I still do some. It, no. was, it was the 90s. But yeah. the pleats. Yep. All right. So after the game is over, Annie wins by one because it's a movie. It's a movie. And I would let my daughter win too. You think he let her win? I would let my You think he's so much greater than her at basketball? He's like a foot taller at least. <laughs> but he's Steve Martin. He's trying to say but Steve this Martin. Is, this is 30 Have you years seen that motherfucker Steve with the banjo? He's got some secret talents and you don't know about. this is at home basketball where they're cheating their asses off. Like he's holding yeah. her yeah. arm. At one point. Him. He travels all <clears throat> across the whole thing. <laughs> Uh, yeah, they're, that. they're fouling the shit of each other. It's a friendly father-daughter game that I don't think they're even one was really trying to win. I don't think he'd let her win. I don't think it's really relevant to the story. It bothers me that you think he has to <laughs> let her win. Okay. She's Shh. 22, not 12. It doesn't go away. Mm-hmm. All right, so Brian um, so Brian shows up. Maybe she's a great shot. I never let my kids win She anything. did one-handed. I know. Get that That's real life, back. son. <laughs> well, yeah, she does win. The last shot is he's holding her arm and, like, <laughs> leaning. Here's how you know he let her win. Because he didn't drag her across the court. Because she's, like, what, 110? And if he's going to foul, you go all in. You don't, you don't dip your toe in a foul. You foul. <laughs> jail, jail he would have knocked her flat. <laughs> you don't knock your own kid flat. That's rude. Like, this is prison rules. Yeah. Oh, Not with your kid. Oh, um, a minute ago, she was all got competition and this, that, and the third. She's but following now, the rules, though. But he's I don't on her let own. my kids win. Yeah, and as she's shooting, he they would just walk away. Win. She's not stopping him. Whatever. Whatever. He's got the opportunity to win. Same opportunity everybody else gets because when you follow the rules. I'm sorry. They play, they play later, and they cheat like motherfuckers then, too. He literally lives Nobody likes people. a cheater. We talking about uh, Demio again? No, I think so. <laughs> Bless you. All right, so I don't know what that word means. So Brian it's shows the game. up. You know what it is. I don't know what you're talking about. Should, you totally know what it means. Here, have <gasps> Drink this. You'll I like don't it. want that. I know you don't. So Brian shows up, like and George and Nina asks George, "Well, what do you think?" He goes, "Well, I haven't seen him yet." Well, what do you think? He drives too he, fast. You drove up too fast. And so he comes up in a very '90s looking suit. This motherfucker's baggy. Like baggy, baggy, like shoulder pads. Parker Lewis can't lose. Yeah. So. like goes, it's got eighty shoulder pads. He's in it, so. hot. I said, I think he looks like a child. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
the act. Well, I don't have. And the then actors, I looked but... at the actor now. I was like, he's hotter now. <laughs> he's got those scruff, and he's he looks like a man. <laughs> I mean, he's cute. So Nina opens he's the a door, cute boy, <laughs> and, and greets him. But George won't come to the door, and she's he's waving at him. Can you shut up for two seconds <laughs> and let me get a sentence out? <laughs> It's me. Can't <laughs> yell at you. You're the bride. It's, it's for the bride. Oh shit. Yeah, go get a refill, dude. You need a little something. You know? <laughs> Do we all have to work in the morning? No, we're I'm off. Just, oh, okay. We're all just a drinking. <laughs> Technically, Tony is doing work because he's a wine guy. That's true. I'm, I'm having a tasting. <laughs> so anyway, let's get a bunch of sidewalk. Lane's gone. So, um, George finally meets Brian, and he tells Nina he doesn't like him. Look at his shoes. He's wearing nights. Um, so they sit down, and George wants to know what Brian does for a living. And he notices that Brian keeps rubbing Annie's leg. Mm-hmm. And it's like, like, oh, this is a lot of touching in front of me. It's like, I'm not, I don't want none of this. Don't touch my little girl, you creepy fucker. So, he explains his job. And what it is that he does. He's a communication consultant, so he uses a lot of fancy words like the Europeans are on the X-23 and this, that, and the third, whatever. So we find out that companies hire him to do computer stuff because he's so good. networks? Yeah, he's so good that no one can afford to keep him on staff. I'm like, I'm pretty sure someone could. But anyway, it was the 90s, whatever. There weren't a lot of computers. Computers were magic back then. It's a movie. Computers were not the same as now. Like Everybody can do what this guy did now. A little Google and you're good to go. Yeah. Um, so Brian speaks very eloquently about his feelings for Annie, which overwhelms Nina. But George just doesn't seem to be buying it. He's like, and fuck this guy. But anyway, Annie and Brian go to leave, and George tries to tell her, hey, you know, it's a little nippy. I want you to take a coat. And she's like, no, I'm fine. He's like, no, the temperature's dropping. You should really take a coat. And she's like, I'm fine. And then Brian says, it is getting a little cold. She goes, it is. I'll get, let me grab my jacket. Ouch. And he's like, oh. And George knows that he is now Mr. Discontinued. I like that speech about being discontinued. The sidekicks are going to be in a couple of years. <laughs> like his sidekicks. Hey, you don't know. Sidekicks could have been bands, man. They weren't. They look like New Balance. <laughs> they did look like New Balance. New Balance are like super popular right now. I don't know why. Those are old man shoes. <laughs> I'm, I'm not a New Balance kind of guy. No. For old dads. I have a lot of Adidas I noticed today. <laughs> I have a lot of Bionics. You have a lot because of everything. I'm an old person. John said, <laughs> I've never worn these shoes before because I didn't know I had them. He's like the me. Bruce Wayne of shoes. I've never been in this room. <laughs> <laughs> I opened the box and went, hmm. When did I buy those? I don't remember. Cool. <laughs> The receipt was in the box. Now I know why I got them. I got them for 20 bucks. That's a good price. I know. I was like, it's a nice brand new Adidas. 20 bucks? Yes, sir. And then I played my Adidas. Run's house? Run's house. Say what? Apparently he plays that every time he wears Adidas, and I did not know. Oh. Nor did I. (laughs) Now everybody knows. I don't have a song for when I wear Bionics, but I do wear them all the time. I will tell you. That we've been married <laughs> 21 and a half years, and there's still mystery to be had. There you go. So anyway, um, the Annie and Brian are leaving, and George says, drive safely. Don't forget to fasten your condom. condom. Seatbelt. Oh, shit. Seatbelt. And she turns to him and goes, Dad. And Elaine went, oh, I hate it when they do this stuff. Get your face off the table. 
<laughs> You're gonna knock my drink over, Jail. Oh, thanks. He's gonna put his face in my armpit instead. So George and Nina go to their room and they walk and talk and talk about Brian and Annie. Nina loves him, but George hates him. It's pretty much the crux of this entire conversation. She's um, like, get on board, dude. This is happening. George thinks he's one of those dirty, rotten scoundrel types, which is a great movie with Steve Martin, and we should do that sometime on the podcast. I love that movie, but... I don't. I won't hold up. It doesn't really hold up. I watched it last year, I think. Yeah, I watched it's, it a couple years ago. Is that the common like, uh, one? Yeah, yeah, it's the one I made you watch, and you were like, anyway, my phone. <laughs> <It's like laughs> <it>. <laughs> Pretty much. No, I love this movie. Solitaire. <laughs> space. Minesweeper. Solitaire, oh, Minesweeper, and Sudoku. Those are the You're the last on person that plays Minesweeper. <laughs> She's the one. Yeah. Her and Bill Gates. But anyway, Nina is happy for Annie and thinks that he loves her and she's happy that that happened. So the next day, or whenever, George and Nina go for brunch at Brian's parents' house and they have to go to Bel Air. Why aren't the kids here for this? Like, Yeah, no. I would never... Ever want to go meet? Send my parents yeah. to meet Tony's mom and her husband without us being there. I as know, a hundred percent. This is not a private situation. <laughs> this is a we're getting together as a new family, and you need the kids. Yeah, they do. it's so weird. I'm gonna drive to your, like my parents would drive to if yeah, if they live locally, your mom and John's house to <laughs> have brunch with them without us being there and yeah, meet for the be, first time. No, that's no. super weird. That yeah, be, super no. weird. You meet at a at a. It was almost as awkward as neutral when location. Did meet. Neither person's home. <laughs> there, like, at a restaurant as oh. a six-person group. <laughs> neutral territory. Yes. All right. So anyway, so George says weird. that they probably live in the one shack in the whole neighborhood, and they get there, and it's like, nope, it's worse. It's the biggest house on the block. Yeah. So, so uh, we learned that Brian is not going to try to take you for your money. Because perhaps you guys could try to take him yeah. <laughs> so they exchange pleasantries at the door no. and he meets their puppies they have three dogs two Dobermans and a something and not a Doberman and a, not a Doberman um, and they share some champagne and George takes a sip as soon as it's poured and then realizes that the dad John is trying to give a speech so spits it back into the glass I'll let him out because they're going to keep barking okay <laughs> Um, and I miss this because I don't remember him meeting the dogs. So I must have gone to refill dogs? my coffee because we watched this this Because when he meets the dog, the dogs <laughs> are barking at George. And the dad says, release! And the dogs go away. Well, the dad says they're friendly as long as you're not nervous. But George oh. is very nervous. So they're not friendly. <laughs> so then the dad gives a, um, John gives a speech. And, he go, and George thinks to himself, I now know the meaning of the expression like father, like son. It's very reminiscent of the story that Brian gave about Annie. So, But his parents do seem to be pretty open about the fact that this was very sudden. <laughs> but they also say we were visited him in Italy and we got to meet her. So he's actually been talking about her, yeah. unlike Annie who's been keeping Brian a secret. Yeah. They seem like they got to dip their toe in the water. And the dad bit. was like, yeah, this makes me really uncomfortable, but I, you just got to let them be adults. Well, she's also 22. We trust that we raise them right and let them go. And their son is also 26, too. Yeah. That's a big difference. Yeah. So. so after this, George excuses himself to the bathroom and and gets a little, you know. Of course, he of has all, to go upstairs because the downstairs bathroom is under construction. So he goes to the seventh door on the left or whatever. Second? Seventh. Seventh. Yeah. Seventh. seventh. 
There are not seven. So and he decides to sleep. <laughs> so he snoops through their medicine cabinet and then tries to snoop through the other side of the medicine cabinet, but it's just a mirror and rips it off the wall. And then goes into the father's office. No, no. Yes, yes. And then he sees, he's so in seven. the bathroom, turns around, and there's a hallway in the bathroom. There's door. There was no door there that was <clears> shut <throat> while he was in the bathroom. Pooping. There's just a hallway, and he goes down the hallway, and it turns out it's the father's office. So there is no door between the office and the pooper? <laughs> that must be his private pooper for his office. But then there's no other bathroom upstairs? Probably. Yeah, I would not. <laughs> the one they sent him to. Yeah, there seven. should have been a door. Yeah. There's no way that the seventh like, door is the closest bathroom at the top of the stairs. There's in this house, at least. I at least. You send him to the one that's attached to the guest bedroom, not the one that's attached to my office. So George finds his way to the office and starts snooping around the bank book. And he looks, opens it up. Now, kids, a bank book. It's <laughs> <laughs> things is, is that your mom uses to keep track of her deposits. No, that's a checkbook. A bank book is your savings and checking account. They give you balances when you do transfers. You would give, the, give your bank book to the teller, then you would do your business, and they would update your balance. That's what oh. a bank book is, not a checkbook. I've never been wealthy There's enough to a have difference. a bank book. <laughs> a bank book was just a fancy check, uh, was I just a register that where mean, you I kept track of your line, savings and your checking nope. balance. Nope. It's just a book where they, and whatever and you they do, update they write it, it down. for you. Yeah, they update it for you. But do they still do that? Because that no. sounds like that. No, it's all online, you knucklehead. <laughs> They would when not. I log into here's my, my bank, bank book. They look at you. Go. What the fuck is this? I they have, say you have three accounts. Here's the balance on all three. <laughs> I have a bank book. I have a. No, check you have a checkbook. Where I keep track of that stuff, but you can keep track of your savings in the checkbook as well. You can get a register She's for your savings. This. But I didn't know that that was not the same as a bank book. You didn't have a bank book growing up. No. No. I had <laughs> I have the same thing I have now, which apparently is only a check register. Yeah. But it's the same thing. It's a book where you keep track of your balance and your transactions. Yeah. It's a transaction register. How is this different than a bank book? Apparently the bank book is updated by them, not you. And it has all your accounts, not just your checking account. Yeah, but I have all my accounts in my check register. You keep, there's a place done, in the banking with Elaine and Carly. Carly. It's a new segment on the show we're going to be doing every week, fellas. <laughs> so, friends, please stay tuned for Carly and Elaine. Outdated things for rich people that Carly didn't know about. <laughs> but it's okay to keep track of your transactions with non-electronically. That's how you know if someone's, if somebody stole, got access to your bank account when, you're, when they don't match. That's how you know because you kept track of it on paper and then you look and you're like, oh, this is different. <laughs> or you look at the electronic register that comes with your bank account. And make sure that all the purchases were ones that you made. I will say, sometimes I have a little bit of difficulty. Not often. Because I buy too I much stuff from Amazon, and I'll spend in. in this transaction, let's just say, $75, right? But it's on six different things. And then they'll charge me individually. Right. And sometimes I'm like, what is that? <laughs> so you gotta go but to your account. But it's pretty Look. much always Amazon that does that. They tell me they're gonna charge me a hundred and one dollars, but then they charge me four times for twenty something dollars. <laughs> yes, it's very annoying. 
Anyway, so now he finds himself standing there holding the bank book, and the maid comes in. So now he says, shit. He actually says, shit. And he, he does. Has, yeah. And so he drops the bank book. No. He no. holds it in his hand. Because he's a moron. Yes. Well, this, this whole scene this is very makes contrived. This so He angry. ducks down, and he's face-to-face with a fucking Doberman. Yeah. Which actually would pucker up your butthole a little yeah, bit. Yeah, a little bit. At no point. Does he need to keep... Like, this would still be just as funny if he dropped the bank book. Yeah. Just as funny. Doesn't need the bank book. So anyway, um, so now we cut to the downstairs where all the parents, except for George, are having a meeting. And so now Nina sees that George is jumping down from the balcony (laughs) because he has no other way to get out of this room. Because the other dog came in and blocked the hallway to the bathroom. And he stands there, and now he realizes he's still holding the bank book. So he tries to throw it up to the balcony, which is a good idea, but that's just as when it's amazing. Yeah. That the the maid is outside wringing out a rug, and it hits the bank book into the pool. So now he's got it. Hunt says, you just put it in your pocket. Yeah. That's like, what I said. Just put it in your pocket. You just steal it. Coat. You just steal it. And Tony goes, or you just leave it in the fucking pool, and that's a great mystery. Yeah. How did your bank book How'd end up in the pool? How did your bank book in there? I don't know, dude. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't got no wet fingerprints on that shit. And then the next thing is, once it's in the pool, he's trying to fish it out. And I'm like, nope, you leave that son of a yeah. bitch and you get back in That's the house. That's a done deal. <laughs> you already have to explain how you got outside. Yeah, they fired the maid over that shit. Fuck her. Oh, don't do that. <laughs> I don't give a shit. Actually, I think they talked to the maid. I don't. They left the bank book just out. They would. They trust the maid implicitly. Yeah, that's true. Um... Although, Dylan and I used to be mates, and sometimes you shouldn't. <laughs> Don't trust your maid, man. Sometimes, remember that house you used to clean where they were like, we lost this, and you found it on some like shelf upstairs because their kid moved it, or we lost this money and her husband had moved it somewhere else. <laughs> you get accused, accused of, you of shit? You get accused oh, yeah. of stealing all the time. Really? Yes. She, and don't accuse your maid of stealing, because you know what she does the next time she goes to your house? Clean your toilet with your toothbrush. Oh. <laughs> okay, I never did that. <laughs> I never did that. Okay. But when but I worked at the hotel. I know girls that did. Ooh. I'm like, thank God. When I, I worked at the hotel. hotel. You think Alexis wasn't doing some shady shit? So if you ever hire a maid friend, take your toothbrush with you. Yeah. You just be nice to the maid. <laughs> I'm in your house when you're not there. But when I used to work at the hotel, people would always jump sleep. to the maid sold, the maid sold, the maid sold. And then they would find it and not tell you. Meanwhile, you're investigating and trying to figure out who went in the room and all this shit. And you call them back and you're like, it looks like these three people <clears throat> were in the room. We're talking to them. Oh, we found right. it an hour ago. We just didn't want to call you and tell you. Nobody we're stole it. It was here the whole world. fucking time. <laughs> so anyway. But people are very quick to accuse the maid. So now... The dogs, amazingly, make it from the bathroom downstairs just in time as George is trying to fish the bank book out of the pool. I mean, they're pretty fast dogs, and they know their way around this house. And they know what it's talking about. They're going to find that son of a bitch. So then George remembers the, the word, release, just as he's falling in the pool. And he they cut to all the other adults looking at him, and he's standing in the pool like, yeah. Uh-huh. Cut to the barbecue. Which he could just say, this is where you put the bank book in your pocket. And then you say, I came out of the bathroom, and the dogs were there. And they chased me into the office, and I climbed out the window. And then I fell in the pool. Yeah. And I need to use the bathroom again. (laughs) (laughs) And you throw the bank book on there. Peace out, bitches. (laughs) (laughs) And now I really have to. No, you just steal the bank book. The bank book is yours. It's Uh, it's a loss now. You drive home, and you put it in the bottom of the trash can. <laughs> so your wife never finds it. Elaine's thought this out. Yeah. 
At this point, so friends, he if you can't find your balance, you got plans. After he There's... fell from the balcony, which he was clearly holding on with both hands, and somehow was still holding the bank book, we they're like, whatever. No. <laughs> At the point where you climb out of a, ba- That's a not balcony, the most thing that, that is when you steal no, it. You just steal it, and it's okay. And you just keep it, and then you throw it away. It's some undisclosed dumpster. You just chuck it out the window halfway back home. Or here's this weird, crazy thing. You go, hey, so I noticed that the bathroom was connected to your office. I walked into your office, and then I saw the dogs. I grabbed your bank book just because I was wondering what the hell this was. I didn't know bank books were a thing. <laughs> and here you go, and you hand it to them. You've gone about your fucking day. You are Try about, honesty, you schmucks. You, you are about to be family with these people, I guess. Yeah, how about you, you do the honest thing? Elaine's over you here wouldn't. going right to the lot. I wouldn't you go in there wouldn't. and fuck with the bank book. I don't Elaine's care. Elaine's like, I'm going to throw the bank book away and clean their toilet with a toothbrush because fuck these people. No. <laughs> I'm like, that I would not just fucking <laughs> tell them. <laughs> I wouldn't have snooped to begin with. I'd have yeah, dropped, I wouldn't either. I wouldn't you know what? I'd have dropped the deuce, washed my hands, and gone about my day. I don't want to know what's in your medicine cabinet. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. They looked, he looked yeah, in his medicine cabinet. Yeah, the whole time I was there. Tony was like, oh, no. No. Don't do that. No. I don't want to know. Who gives a fuck? The only reason you open somebody's anything in a bathroom is if you use the last square toilet paper. You need toilet paper. Yeah. You need And then you're only looking at the bottom. Bottom cabinets only. <laughs> I don't care if anybody goes through my medicine cabinet. I have nothing in there. All right, so, I care. Okay, we cut to the next day. Or later on that night. We don't know. There's no way to find out. Um, we're having a barbecue at the old Banks house. George tells Annie that it went great. went really great. I feel like it's not the same. And ne- Whatever. And then Nina calls, uh, says that uh, Brian's mom called and has the guest list. And it's a lot of pages. Like, well, there's um, eight people that are becoming from Denmark. Because I'm not paying for eight people to fly in from Denmark. She says, actually, I it's nine. It's one of the larger heard. ones who needs two seats. I have never heard, like, yes, the, I, the bride's family pays for the wedding. That's one yeah. of those things that's kind of cultural, cultural. But I have never heard that paying for the wedding includes flying Air out of fare. town. Because it does no. not. That's ridiculous. What? It does not cover that. What? There's a lot of things in this wedding that he's paying for. I'm like, what? Yeah. No, it does not cover that. Audra, you owe me airfare. Damn. No. No, not Audra, but not. Dave. Dave and, Dave and uh, Ginger Buster. owed us Airfare because we flew in for their wedding. No, that's not, that's no, no. not a thing. The father of the bride is. <clears throat> okay. It's not a thing. So Ginger's dad. I'm pretty sure Dave Ben, Gin- don't get any ideas. It's not a thing. I'm pretty sure Dave <laughs> and Ginger paid for their own wedding. Ben is the only person flying in for our wedding, I believe. It's not a thing. <laughs> I'm just ben, saying. Put it overseas. Listen. I'm just saying. Uh, no. Does somebody owe me some airfare? Because I spent a lot of money on those plane tickets, and I'd like to have that back. Now, when my sister got married, we had it in Las Vegas, and my parents paid for our whole family to fly out there as part of the budget. But that they didn't pay for anybody else. It was just my parents, my sister, the groom, and my other sister and I, the six of us. Mm-hmm. You were still pretty young, though. Yeah, so, I was 22. Yeah. <laughs> so George is asking Annie what kind of wedding she wants to have. And Brian shows up. During this, and she's saying, Well, she doesn't want to have a, a really small wedding, but nothing too big either. And George says, You know, I have a great idea. We could have this not so big, not so small wedding. Our favorite restaurant, the place we've been eating for 15 years, the Steak Pit. And nobody's receptive to the Steak Pit. <laughs> the Steak Pit. Maddie, the steak even, Pit. Even his son <laughs> says, I don't think you were the one. Want the word pit on a wedding. <laughs> yeah, that's this, this fact. Kieran Culkin is pretty amazing. He's good in this. He is. 
All right, so Annie actually says, I would like to, you know, get have the wedding at a church and have the reception here. And George loves this idea. For some reason, he thinks she wants a barbecue wedding. And he's envisioning, you know, the tablecloths the on the picnic tables. And, uh, and he's, he's at the grill and cooking burgers. burgers and, and, a and, burger Tony goes, and a burger Tony goes, when we, we first started <laughs> planning our wedding at your parents' house, this is kind of what I was worried it would turn out. <laughs> and I was like... No, <laughs> it's not. That's facts. We're not going to be anywhere near what they end up with. <laughs> Somewhere between the yeah. two. Between well, the we two. will be in between. <laughs> There's a lot of room between. Yeah. There's a huge amount of room between. Well, it's weird that this is his his fantasy is his family picnic style bark, but he should have just been so excited that she loves the house as much as he does. But so I made this say, big thing about it. I and they kind of gloss over that yeah. with how big this ends up being. They should have just had it at a... Oh, it's way too big for this house. Way too big for a house. Way too big for this house. <laughs> Doesn't make any sense at all. No. In so, a venue, he would have been able to participate in the actual oh, reception. Oh, don't even get me started. We'll <laughs> talk about it. We'll yeah. talk about that Let's not get ahead. Yeah. All right, so now we're in the kitchen, and Nina and George are discussing the wedding. Nina wants to hire a wedding coordinator, and he's like, what is there to coordinate? And finally, John goes, I'm with George. I'm like, I'm with George. I can plan this motherfucker. Yeah. Now, I've never, my, I've been involved in, this is my fourth wedding. Like, not mine. Uh-huh. But I've wow, been that's involved news. in the Good planning of four. This is my fourth wedding that I've been involved divorcer. in the planning up. Because mine, both my sisters, and my second one. <laughs> and we've never hired anybody to do it. However... The understanding I have is if you're going above a certain amount of money, then it is easier because they handle all the little shit. They handle all the hiring of different people. They handle the cars. They handle the venue. They handle the cleanup. But their person does not seem to handle any of the shit. <laughs> but what happens if shit goes wrong? That's their help. job. Yeah. That's their job to fix it. Like, That's why they they're there. John's they like... Like, why would you need this? This is so easy. And I'm like, well, a lot of people are stupid, one. And nowadays, and you it's would just bad reviews about how they didn't help you with shit. But and he's like, what do you do if they don't do their job? You you give them bad press. But there's a lot of things to remember. And if you're really busy or you're really stressed or you're having a hard time with your parents or something. Like in... Uh, or you the, need to stay on a budget, but you have a certain vision. The parent swap movie that I did. Mm-hmm. That woman needed a wedding planner. Yes. Yes. Yeah. She was too busy to do it by herself. Yeah. You say, this is what I want. Here's what I envision. They say, here's some pictures. Is that right? Yes, make it happen. <laughs> and then you say, well, we could do this and this for your budget. And you say, excellent. Or you say, well, then I want to increase my budget because I don't want that. Yes. But anyway, so now they go to meet Frank. Frank is the wedding coordinator. And he's from an undescribed country it's made up yeah. I, oh, it's like Germany or Austria or something what's that, that company really... what's that country in the princess diaries <laughs> Florin yeah. <laughs> so now we meet Frank and movie magic happens because Frank comes in the room and he's amazing mm. Martin Short is Frank I want to see a movie where we get um, Martin Short's Frank and Bronson Pinchot's character from the first Wives Club together <laughs> as a duo. Sure. I thought you were saying Dalkey. I thought so too. I like Bronson Pinchot in almost everything. 
True Romance. I remember his name. <laughs> when you want to bring it back to True Romance, he was great in that. Nobody was great in that. It was a rom-com. <laughs> Alright, so they decide they want to have a wedding on the home on January the 6th, which gives them five, six months. Oh no, it five gives them five months, so you, but that don't worry me too much. You've known this guy for three months or less, and you want to get married in five months. I'm like, Eduardo. Can we, can we just have a long engagement and maybe do it next January and give us more time to plan this shit? <laughs> yeah, there's no rush. Like a friend, they're, they're a friend of mine got married engaged in less than a year. Yeah, yeah, a friend of mine got engaged in less than a year of knowing her, but they're not getting married for another year. Yeah, yeah. just do a engagement. I don't feel like people should do long engagements, but I feel like you, need, you to, need to wrap that shit up quick. I feel like under a year is too fast. Mm-hmm. I feel like two years. Two years. And if they had waited until next January, it would have been a lot closer to two years. <laughs> Frank wants closer. to pick a cake. I feel like so you pick a cake. I feel like you need to be with someone like six <laughs> months minimum before you even think about proposing. And Tony, as we're watching these wedding movies, he's like no, you have to be with somebody for 10 years. I broke the rule for you. We're only together for nine years when we got married. <laughs> You're welcome. Also, it was very sweet. Dude, I should have like, picked uh, He's just not that into you. <laughs> it, was also, it was also very sweet that uh, I went to get a keg of beer and for the wedding. Oh, man. And uh, I talked to the lady. And they're all really nice. Did man. you get your and wolf? I like them. And I was like, look, I need to talk to you about getting a keg for my wedding. And she's like, well, like, okay, um... And I'm like, yeah, and, you know, I'd like to pick it up this time. And she goes, I'm not sure. I don't think we can get that. And I said, you can't give me a cake? She goes, well, I mean, I don't know. And and on and on and on, back and forth. He's like, I know you do this. Yeah. <laughs> on and on. I'm not understanding why she won't give me one. And she's being very polite about maybe she can get one. Maybe she can get me one. She's like, I mean, she, maybe. She thought I said cake. She goes, what flavor? And he goes, I don't know what kind of Like beer. Bud Light? <laughs> she's like, oh. I was like. You mean a cake? I was like, I, was like, I said, so hold on. You were going to make me a cake? <laughs> she's like, well. And I was like, that's very nice of you. But no, it's not necessary. That's not what we're asking you for the wine and beer store. Yeah. I was like, wow, we're a lot, you're a lot cooler to me than I believed you were. Cakes here, so yeah. And you'd be like, You don't sell cakes? And she'd be like, No, we don't make cakes. Yeah, I like, I like Bud Light. Yeah, that's one of those Bud Light flavored cake. Weird. Yeah, we ended up with Blue Moon <laughs> because it's a beer I like. Yeah, I'm sure you have oranges. Yeah. Yes, that's what I said. We'll get some oranges. Yeah. Boom! Nice. Well played. <laughs> All right, so they sit down with Frank and they go over the cake. He says, "This is good. This." He I says, just, "You should pick out a cake because that tells do. you what kind I of wedding." I already said that you weren't paying attention. Yeah. Yep. I just don't do anymore. But this was fabulous. And the cake is terrible. The cake is twelve hundred dollars for a terrible cake. The cake in nineteen ninety one. It's twelve hundred dollars. It's too busy. I was trying to figure out. Like how much a wedding cake costs because we're not having one, <clears throat> and I didn't have one at my first wedding. Neither of my sisters did either because they're too expensive, and we don't like fondant. So, <laughs> marshmallow. It doesn't make sense. Ice and cream cake. it even said the <laughs> average price of a wedding cake now is half that. <laughs> but that's the average. That doesn't. This, yeah. These yes. are rich people in California. Yeah. $1,200 in 1991. And George calls him out and says, this is uh, flour and water. And well, my thing was, is like, my look, first card didn't cost as much. And Frank says, welcome to the 90s, Mr. Fonks. Yeah. Which, uh, well, that. nowadays it's like, 
the shit that they could do with cakes, like they'll make you a fucking T-Rex from Jurassic Park cake. And like, okay, I paid $1,200 for that. But this is an ugly white cake that, that has nothing going on. And it's like, at least hope it tastes good. But nowadays they can do crazy shit with cake. Well, it I'm going to make you a cake for your wedding. That cake was too busy. Don't do that. No, it was gross. But it was from the 90s, <laughs> yeah, so that's... They, did, they couldn't do Don't make a cake. I wasn't going to make a cake. Now they have people we're gonna sculpting have chocolate cakes. and shit. Little bonk cake. I know. And we're going to have... We did a tasting. Popsicles. Yes. <laughs> we did a tasting. They were delicious. Carly's obsessed with Actually, popsicles. not all of them were delicious. I like most of them. Yeah. I wasn't a fan of the red velvet. But Nobody likes red velvet unless it comes in the shape of an armadillo. Now, I have done another tasting since then. They currently have a blueberry flavor. That It, it was underwhelming. I was disappointed. They, are you getting the lemon one? Yes. That one was great. And if they have the strawberry, I don't know. And the chocolate one. get that. And the chocolate one's so required. good. That was really good. <laughs> the lemon the was one? banging. The strawberry was fantastic. That, I'm not coming. And the marble, surprisingly, more delicious than the vanilla and the chocolate. <laughs> so, friends, stay tuned for our um, wedding review. If you have nothing, nothing but bunt cakes Bunk. near you. That's right, the bunt cakes. Try them out. They're very good. But the blueberry did not taste enough like blueberry. I was just no. <laughs> but finally, in, in this scene, after all of the yang and yang, um, George breaks down and he's like, "All right, fine, we'll hire the wedding planner and get the twelve hundred dollar cake." Get the twelve hundred dollar cake. <laughs> he owns his own factory that makes shoes. He's got to have a lot of money, though. I'm saying, but twelve hundred dollars. Yeah, but they're sidekicks. They're not the fucking Nikes. Cake. Like the dude mm. who owns Nike plays pays twelve hundred dollars for a cake. I know. There's no cake that's twelve that tastes twelve hundred dollars deliciousness. No. People, you know what? The wedding. I watched a thing, a documentary. Don't don't judge me. <laughs> this is after He Man or before He Man. <laughs> This is before, way before. After the village this, this people or before the village This this was a while ago. <laughs> it was the um the industry of weddings and mm-hmm. how oh. much yeah. how much weddings oh, yeah. cost oh, and yeah. it's an entire it's racket. Totally a racket. And same it's a multi billion dollar industry. Same wedding as on the front of anything, yeah. it like triples yeah. the price. So, if you order a cake and you tell them it's for a birthday and you order the same cake and you tell them it's for a wedding, the exact same cake, it'll be at least a hundred dollars more expensive. Yeah. yeah. It's all about how wedding is just a giant racket. And Which is why you having all these coordinators and planners, they're all going to tell you that you have to have them because that's their livelihood. Especially since and I you don't like need those to have these things cakes. to get married, yeah. and it's really not I'd that hard. Have a and cake than a fancy white cake. Like um, like DJ and all cake. these things, yeah. they're not really but required it's, anymore. It's, like you can just create a playlist for a Now, to to be fair, one percent of this bullshit, it does have to. Feed five hundred and seventy people. Yeah, so it's cake. Yeah, except so, for that one guy. Is dead. Of course, that's that, a hell of a cake. And I in that book did not say how many people it fed. Right, I'm assuming they <laughs> no, it does that. have to feed in a certain amount of people, and it does have to taste good. Like making something that big. It's like it's two dollars a, a person. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, it's a little ridiculous, but. It is. It is a yes, lot of people you're feeding cake. Yes, it is a much larger wedding than I've ever even considered. Yeah. Think about how big that cake actually is for 570. 570 people. To I get think a piece. what they end up having to do, and what comes up you're a lot more than one cake. on the how to make weddings affordable, <laughs> is you is you have like a three tier version of that cake, and then you buy sheet cakes from like fucking BJ's, <laughs> and you <laughs> hand them out. And that's what you actually serve. Yeah. This is just for the picture. Yeah. And, but this is not, and often those, but it's only the top tier that's actual cake. (laughs) Usually it's just the top tier that's actually cake, and that's what the bride and groom eat. Yeah. And nobody else gets that cake, and everybody else gets cakes in the back that taste better that are for everyone. Well, those smaller cakes are, because making a cake that big is 
Uh, I mean, you, you have to make multiple, multiple, yeah. multiple. You would go to a fancy place and that makes really good fancy cakes. So, like, yeah. that's so why and you would have a cake tasting, and you would figure out what flavors you want, and all this hoopla. All right, let's go over the cake. They skip in this. <laughs> we got a lot of we got a lot of movie to get through. All right. right. So I we, read romances about this though. So we. <laughs> I know there's a whole series about uh, wedding right. tent like. Shh. We, we got a cake. Jill Shabbos, I think, it's, is the whole series about it's wedding It's a fabulous cake, okay? Cake, it's is, all about cake is done. All right, this cake. And we had our, now, we've had our cake, and we ate it, too. Let's move on. So, f- George is back at the factory, and he's finally relieved to be at work. And there's a bootleg guy selling things to his employees. And he's just cool with it. And he's like, sure. And he says, don't worry, they're on their break. Louis Vuitton. And one lady goes up, never heard of him. He's huge. Don't worry. Or they wouldn't make knockoffs. Wow. That's a good line. I mean, it's that's not an untrue statement. But he does. He is very clear. I mean, he's not, not selling the real yeah. thing. Yeah. yeah. But whatever. Um, so and George gets the phone call from the uh, Franck's assistant, and he's I'm having trouble hearing you. I'm in my car. It's like you pretentious douchebag. You couldn't call me all day long at the office. You got to wait here in the car to call me. He's like, call you back. He goes, no, I want the estimate. How much is it? It's and fifty ahead. It's all blocked up. He says, what? <clears throat> so he said, $150 ahead. I was going to shoot myself. He goes, no, no, $250 ahead. We which, cu- I just did the math. For our wedding, which is somewhere around 55 people, $13,750. That's not very much. It's actually not bad. Ooh. Yeah, that's not bad. It's at least twice what we were actually spending. Most <laughs> weddings, I mean, about... Twenty-five thousand to thirty thousand. That's a pretty. That's a pretty inexpensive wedding. But they're having five hundred and seventy-two people. They're not actually having five hundred seventy people. How do we know that? Because of this scene right here. George wants a final head count because he calls Aunt, um, Nina, and Nina tells him it's five hundred and seventy-two people, which makes the cost one hundred and forty-three thousand dollars. This worries George. Of course. He's gonna have to sell a couple kidneys. Mm. So back at the bank's house, with some sidekicks. George says, we are going to cut people from this list. I don't care. We are not having any more than 150 people in this house. When I'm at the ceremony, pack them in. But we are not having more than 150 people here. Mm-hmm. So who's going to, we need to start cutting people. And they go through the list of who's getting cut. And so finally, like, oh, you sure, you got to cut my people. You want to cut this person, cut that person. The best one is when he's like, what about blah, blah. And Annie's like, isn't he dead? Yes. Great. One left. <laughs> and then finally, um, Maddie's like, well, I invited one person. What if he promises not to eat? And he goes, that's a great idea. Who else can we ask not to eat? My parents? Your mother? <laughs> He's one person. Cameron? Michael Squints Palador? Yes! I said, oh, that's a kid from the Sandlot! <laughs> he gets to marry Wendy Popperporn. <clears throat> Popperporn. They have ten kids. <laughs> Jesus. Well, he likes to do what the kids call the hibbity-dibbity. Well, you can wrap it up. Don't be nobody needs to have ten kids. Yep. Nobody should have. have nobody should have five kids. You always hear about these like actors and, and athletes that have like fifteen kids. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> Not using the appropriate amount of, of birth control. Birth control. Yeah. Like, what, what is wrong with you? If I was famous Family and rich planning. And single, it's a yeah. thing. <laughs> if I was famous and rich and banging them out, I'd be. I'd, I'd have stock in condoms, man. <laughs> uh, most people should just have less kids. I'd be like, they Rock. need to start supporting people who choose not to have kids. Yeah. Well, do you know why they want people with more kids? Because you're not giving any eligible voters or any other thing. You're not, the, the religious people want you to have more kids, so they have more followers. The politicians want you to have more kids, so they have more followers. That's why. That's it. Not wrong. They don't give a flying fuck about you. 
Well, I know that, but I'm just saying more people should be supportive of people who choose not to have kids because we have That's a super right. overpopulation control. That's why so many people have mental illness. Don't worry about it. We're all gonna, we're gonna overpopulate and die soon. But that's not really our problem. It's like our grandkids' problem. All right. So anyway, Lamagra, sorry. Well, I don't know. Our daughter thinks that there's going to be a revolution. We're all going to go back to the 1800s. I know. She really thinks that I'm just going to learn how to farm and I'll be fine. Like, they're going to kill you. Where are you going to farm? I don't know. That's not really and, the point. And who's going to protect your farm? I'm like, if you have a farm and I don't, I'm taking the farm. She but, think, and then she thinks, well, we'll just rebuild. She's Meanwhile, like, we'll just rebuild. It'll be fine. I'm like, they're going to fucking kill you and take your food. Yes. He's like, no, it won't be like that. It's people good. are going to be more compassionate. I'm like, no. no. Actually, not, that's never Not, not until take away society, a lot more people are dead. Yeah. So if you take away society, they'll be less compassionate. Yes. They're, they're not going to give a flying fuck about you. Yeah. People that were your friends are going to kill you and take your stuff. Watch the road or read the book. I tried to explain to her. I said, well, remember the whole toilet paper thing? Yeah. Now, uh, imagine that. That for, was nothing. That wasn't anything Imagine happening. that for everything. Yeah. Yeah, they say, they say they're... Remember those videos of people putting gas in garbage bags? <laughs> yes. The dude who filled up the bank, the bed of his truck with gasoline and then drove away and it started to pour out. I'm like, these are people. Yeah. This is what's going to happen. That man's going to murder you to take all of your carrots. Well, they say that we're only three weeks away from... We're always only three weeks away from complete chaos. Yeah. If everything... If they stop putting food in grocery stores mm-hmm. and stop paying people money and yeah, like everybody would just kill Because, well, in her mind, that the entire <laughs> breakdown of the system would be a good thing. I'm like, the entire breakdown of the system means game over. Yeah. It means a lot of people are dead. At least half the population. Yeah. At least. You're, hundreds of millions of people are dead. the only yeah. people who are gardening... And everybody who's anti-gun, they're going first. Well, the only people who are gardening are people like my mom who's had gardens already. Yeah. Because guess what? You can't buy seeds yeah. when society breaks down. Shit, so if you don't already you have anyway. them, you're not, you're not. I feel like we've got it on a weird tangent here. Yes. yes. So we find George, who, who who finds Annie after they have a little fight about how much it's costing. She sells him. Why don't we charge people? Make some money on the way. Storms off. Later he finds her on the couch sleeping. And we find that she's researching how to cut costs. Have a friend take the pictures. You make your own cake. Things of this nature. And he's like, I decided I would stop being a, a dick about this. No, well, you didn't. How about we take some of these suggestions? <laughs> well, I'm sorry. If my, this wedding's supposed to be costing me more than $100,000. Then we find ways to tone it down. Well, yeah. you need to be clear from the start what the budget of the wedding is. Yes. And I really and don't believe And I don't want to spend more than $50,000 when, when Brian's rich-ass parents say they would like to help... You, say, you let, let them, them help. And you don't need to invite. They already know they're way wedding. richer than you. It's not, not like this is where they find out that they make 50 billion times more uh, dollars. They're living you. in the big ass house in Bel Air. They're I the know. top that's 1% why I said, of that's people why I said, in the world. That's why I said. I just they said got that. Yeah, so I just let said them it. kick in. But you're not British royalty. You don't need almost 600 people at your fucking wedding. No, you don't. <laughs> like, holy shit. It's that's a lot of fucking people. And this is where you come into the parents own their own businesses and they want to invite fancy clients and important people to them. Well, I'm sorry. Suddenly people at your wedding, you don't know. These people don't need to come. Yeah. Mom, your coworkers don't need to come. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh. I feel like we've touched on Well, I asked a friend of mine about it because I was worried about the number of people we were... I was like, what's what's enough and what's too many? And he was like, I had... He was like, I had a hundred and... 60 people at my wedding and he said if I could do it over again I'd have less than 60 
He goes, there were so many people there that I don't fucking talk to anymore. That's what I'm saying. If so I was to have a wedding work right that now, I don't even work there about anymore. About fifty people. Yeah. I don't even think we could have fifty people oh, back no, to there'd this. Be 50. We'd have. We could probably. You'd think we'd fit fifty pretty quick. It comes it, faster than. Yeah, because fifty yeah. is really twenty-five and their wife or yeah. husband. Because <laughs> fifty would come pretty quick. Once you start looking at, oh, I'm gonna invite this person, this person, just some close friends. You're you're well in the thirties. Then you start inviting family. You're in fifteen. Close so. friends. Yeah. I think. I've got one, two, three, four, if I count Mac. <laughs> That's that it. Your brunch friend? She moved to Florida. She would fly oh. in. Although she would fly in. Um, so, seven. I'm sad and I'm counting Tony. Yeah, you count me friend. as a close friend? Yes. So, Tony's on my list. Fuck off. I'm not well, an appendage anymore. You're a close friend. I'm sorry. How, how often do you talk to Tony? Every couple well, of seconds. We're right here. Um, no, me and Tony I'm, text all the time. No, you don't. Oh, we I might. I know you don't. We might. Tony texts everybody else. Tony gives me a hard time about how we don't text. I know. Well, we don't. Have... <laughs> I don't See, know why they feel like they have give... a say in our dynamic. I it works know. for us. <laughs> I'm sure I've given this story to lots of people, but I don't know if I've given it on the podcast. I will talk to Tony, and we'll have four or five conversations at once. We will talk on Instagram, Facebook, text message, a group chat, <laughs> at the same time. And Tony will be like. When was the last time you talked to Elaine? I'm like, the last time I saw her. My first, my first three text chains all have John in them. <laughs> Two of them have Joe in them. You yeah. might need to invite him. Oh, man. But that's one of those things. And then there's another one. Like, I talk to Tony I regularly. Just, I don't really talk to anybody regularly except for Tony. We do have <laughs> another one. We do have a lot of subgroups. We have like six subgroups. Yeah, there's a lot. And I don't participate in them. But if I don't, the shorter list is if I don't talk to Tony on a day, I call him the next day to make sure he's all right. Yeah. I don't have that much to talk about. I'm pretty boring. So the long and the short of it is he's sitting on my side. Boy, Anyways. Hell, if we're going to have a big wedding, he's going to be standing up front. No, we're just doing a horseshoe. There's no aisle. We'll do a horseshoe. Well, I'll walk from the other side. <laughs> yeah, because if cross isn't but the you best, could, man. The point is you could probably squeeze 50 people. Yeah. Maybe. All right, anyway. So Frank, I'm just saying I don't have that many close friends. They, but they that's said, on purpose. They said there, there was some kind of study the other day, and they said that once you get to a certain age, you just don't have close friends anymore yeah. because you can't make them. Because you don't trust people. Yeah. Well, plus... <laughs> like, I've, I've known you for more than five years. You can go fucking die. Uh, All right. So, anyway, can we get back to this Plus, movie? you have to date people. In, like, making friends is like dating. You have to make appointments, and, and you have to make time commitments. Yeah. And people you've known for a long time will understand if you don't talk to them for six months. But people that you just met, you got to make time for them. Yeah. So George decides he's going to, first thing he's going to do is save money. He's going to take the old tux out of mothballs. Yes. And it's, he bought it in 75 and it still fits. <laughs> I, would new I would whoa, not have a problem whoa. with it. It's got some high waters on though. But I would not have a problem with it. Actually, that's if back in style. If had a different shirt, it would have been fine. Yeah, all he needed was a new shirt. <laughs> yeah, new shirt and he'd have been okay. The pants were a little short and a little tight. People are buying their tuxes like that yeah, now. No, People cut their pants it, that short. That doesn't make it cool. I he mean, didn't need the socks, though. He needed to go no socks with those high waters. I would have been okay with that, with that tux. That tux would have worked, other than the fact that it was too tight, that it rips. Yes. Um, it's a seam he could get that fixed. Yeah. They could have let it out. It depends. Some, if, you get, if you buy it too tight and they custom it like that, there may not be any too let out. You have to actually let more material in to let out. You have to forward thinking. Anywho, um, Franck comes over and they want to finalize some details. Some details, and then uh, Franck comes in and he sees George and his tatado, and he has a wonderful line. That line is, 
I don't want to say it. Okay. Oh, this is a nice statement. Lots of fun. Because he loves his taxa. Um, What's Armani? Oh, no, that's later. That's the Armani was someone to make polyester. We meet Honk. Honk is Frank's best friend. Mm. And he is a genius. We need his name. He's the caterer. Yeah. He's a, well, he's a chef. He's the caterer. Suddenly, there's a lot going on. There's swans, there's power drills. They've come over to check out the house for as the wedding venue, and Frank's whole team is there. So then Very uh, they discuss the money. And He's like, this, this house is beautiful. Everything's wonderful. We're changing everything. Yeah. <laughs> so Honk would like to have Bill. Yeah. And Annie's like, we can't have Beal. I heard they treat them very inhumane. Yeah. And like, no. Annie's eating fucking Beal. I like Beal. I need uh, Beal. I, I like Beal, but I'm not making 574 people eat oh, Beal. Oh, no, I'm not paying holy for Beal. You're going to have people that, we don't eat veal, and yeah. we don't eat that. So then we don't do, tell them it's veal. So then you do seafood, which is also chic. Or chicken, which is chic. Not chic, but cheap. What are you doing? Who's being about? Stuff with your name. Nose in the trash can. So, so then George um, tries to help one of the workers to open the doors and rips his jacket. And then Frank tells him it's on the scene to where we can fix it. And then Frank says that Honk will not do the wedding if they want to do the chicken. Yeah. And he says, no, Honk. Tell Frank that we're going to have 500 people in my house. We're going to eat the cheaper chicken. And we cut to George driving away. Because this breaks George and he has a bit of a breakdown and he has to escape. So he He's got to get out. He's got to get out. He wants to drive. And Nina says, well, while you're escaping, you need to get out. Stopping is something for dinner. Which, by the way, this is what we're having for dinner. Chipper chicken? Nope. Apparently we're having hot dogs. Yep. Because <laughs> I saw that I was like, yeah. I will point out that they don't make, okay, so he's at the store and he's getting, he's having a nervous breakdown and he's taking the hot dog buns because the hot dog buns come in 12 and the hot dogs come in 8 and he's taking the four buns True. out of the package. But that is not the case anymore. Um, actually, I looked today specifically and most of them come in 8, but there are a couple that come in 12. Yes, I know. And I was like, I want to take the buns out. Yeah. But most this is not, and I remember it used to be a thing. You could only get twelve, but they have made it so that they do come in packs of eight now. You only get twelve yeah. when you're having a barbecue, because then you get two packs of twelve and you get twenty-four dogs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but there was twelve. But you are right; the majority of them are eight. Because, I know. I but George has a breakdown about how the hot dog people got. It's with canon. The he said it on the podcast. I'm right. <laughs> anyway, but let he, the record show. So George starts taking out Just four buns. That is a sound bite. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> Make it a ringtone. Yeah, right. Or a text message. Every time what he said, every time right. I say something, he's like, "Um, actually," and then I'll just send him that little clip. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> so great. <clears throat> Fuck off. <gasps> um. So now George is taking four hot dog buns out of every Gotta container. Touch your shoe again. And stop it. And the clerk comes up and he's like, what are you doing? And he goes, you know what? I'm not paying for the superfluous buns. I'm tired of paying for things that I don't need. And then he grabs three packs of hot dog buns. It's like, you dumb best. Because he can't do math at this point. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway. He's having a break. And the clerk is like, I'm sorry. You have to pay for all those. They're not marked individually. And the man, assistant manager comes up and goes, look, you're going to pay for those buns. or you're going to leave. And he goes, or what? Which, he just took them out of the package. He didn't say he wanted the price of the buns adjusted he just wasn't bringing superfluous buns home with him 
So what he should have done was let this guy go, pay for his buns. They're going to charge him 12. But he only yeah. got eight, and he moves on it, about yeah. his day. It doesn't matter what you, you take want. The, They're and you take those, for the buns. The 12 buns that are on the shelf, and you throw them away. Yeah. Feed yeah. them to the birds. Yeah, I'm sure really. You, you throw them out the back, the birds will go crazy. They'll and love it. It's perfectly acceptable to like open a pack of cookies and eat some at the store. So nothing. Yeah. He has a couple that. of grapes. People he do that shit. Left. It's I not that he has a grapes. He hasn't. Grab a bag of chips. You're starting them, and I'm washing them. He like, hasn't refused to something. pay. He has done nothing. Because I've seen that too. Except yeah. for be a little weird. <laughs> usually, little kids will open something and put it away. No, usually kids will open something and their parents will take it from them after they've eaten half the bag and then put it on a shelf. Because parents are shitty. Yep. But anyway, so George gets arrested. That's retail fact. And you go, what? George gets arrested because evidently he refused to pay for the extra buns. I think Again, they didn't even give him a chance. This is one of those things that the police would come and say, you have to pay for these. He'd say, yeah. okay, move on about it. They're not doing the fucking paperwork. In They're not arresting him. Supposedly they arrested him for, refu- for stealing buns. What they really arrested him for was making a scene at the store. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah public nuisance. But may- maybe in L.A. they would do something like well, that. Well, he's not in L.A. Real... He's in San Marino. Well, where, yeah. He's in California. Which yeah. apparently has a Barney Fife jail. What the fuck ever. And no, here's and the most unbelievable thing is that the jailer decided they were going to let his wife lecture him before they let him yeah. out. Yes, because that's a good idea. Let's let this wife fight with her husband yeah. in the jail. Yeah, they would not. Maybe do if that. it was Podunk, Idaho. No, they would be like, hey, no, <laughs> bless you. You can get your husband. You can go the fuck home, yeah. or you can all stay. No, what if it here. was Podunk, Idaho, of a town of fifty people, and everybody <laughs> knew this goodness. guy, and everybody knew this girl, and the and the sheriff, the one sheriff was her cousin? Then that this would be realistic, but not in San Marino, California, <laughs> a I mean, little town named well, San. Marino. In California, it's not illegal to steal anymore. Then be, that's true. You can just steal stuff. Then be facts. I mean, unless you go to, did you see, uh, was it Beverly Hills? One of those jewelry stores that came into the old smash and grab. Yeah. And the fucking clerks just started fighting back. Really? Oh, yeah, they this did. This one dude started punching the fuck out of this, wow. this one of the dudes. And this girl comes with a fucking chair and rams Damn. this dude. Like it's a jewelry store. And the she little clerk, him? she just hits him with a chair. And then, and then, then another girl. On. And then another girl starts fucking kicking the shit oh, out of this awesome. dude. And because now the dude's down after the guy punched him, she starts fucking Greco Roman kicking him in nice. the face. It's so finally awesome. they freak out and they all run out. And the dude's like, come on! Because <laughs> they came in with the hammers and they hit the glass but didn't get anything. People, uh, I love awesome. it. I love that it. Dude people did are get, fighting back to the like, that one. Cl- that one clerk did get hit with a hammer though. And that probably yeah, fucking hit. He did. Ooh. Hurt. That's not good. But whatever. Yeah, Actually, still. He, he was fine. Because he was still whooping ass after that. It's like that adrenaline was going. He's yeah. probably not fine later after he got hit with a hammer. That's he was, right. he was, it wasn't too bad. Was but they need more of that shit because. Probably wasn't a very big hammer either. He just has to break some glass. But we need more of that shit. When these Hell little yeah. fuckers come and just start, you know, I'm just going to steal all your shit. Yeah. Fuck them up. Just grab a TV and walk out the front door at Target or whatever. Because there was a guy a couple years ago tried to rob a guy at a pizza place. He said, hey, you're going to the safe. You're going to the safe. And the guy's like, just take your money, man. I don't have the combo to the safe. You're going in the safe. So the guy had a gun in the safe. He made him open the thing, opened it up, and he hears the gun click, turned around and fucking shot him. Nice. It's <laughs> awesome. And they're like, he said, I wasn't going to go in the safe. I didn't want to do him any harm. I heard a gun cock behind me. I killed him. <laughs> they were like, all right, have a good day. Yeah, awesome. Well, the problem with that is most is uh, big companies won't back you. No, if you I don't, that they will not. They there was something, something happened to, yep. like four or five but years ago at Harris Teeter where some guy broke in and, and one of the guys waited. He was, he was threatening people and fucking people up and the guy waited with a knife 
and hid. And when the guy came in, he, he cut his throat or something. He did something like they didn't kill him. But uh, he got fired, and, and mm. Taylor Cedar was going to sue him and shit. And like, I work for a large retailer. We're not allowed to have knives or guns on the retailer's property. The associates are not allowed open? to have knives or guns on... Oh, I can have a box cutter. Yeah, it's, it's not classified a, as a knife, oh, although okay. I do carry a knife. But it, say there they was... Don't. Say there they was, don't. Don't answer that. As you're turning out a box cutter. I don't use a box cutter. I use a very tiny knife. No, you don't. No, you don't. Um, That's a box cutter. Well, it is specifically for opening boxes. It says it on the package. But if, say, there was an active shooter situation and I went out to my car and got a gun and shot this guy, I'd get fired because I had a gun on company property. And then I I would sue the company that I saved lives. Well. And we'd go to the fucking news. It's like the the guy that came into the casino. The guy was where it was a guy at the slot machine. It was like, old guy at a slot machine. They, they, got, they come in with guns. <laughs> old man pulls a gun and starts fucking shooting at him. He, awesome. I don't know if he killed one. I was shot one and the guy ran out and then fell down. And he was shooting at the other guy. Like, that's ha- that shit needs to be happening. Or the, or that's the, guy was, the news. The chick, I think it was the chick, she was putting gas in her car and the dudes pull up in the van and they all move around her to, to get her. And she sprays them all down with gasoline and pulls a lighter in their pockets. And they all run away. And I was like, yes. Yes. <laughs> so awesome. That is More the of that. That is the move. Yes. If you're at a gas pump and they have, just yeah. spray them. Like, yeah, spray them. Fuck you. Um, but, but, uh, the, I'm the, your huckleberry. Uh, spray them with glass. Remember the losers? Mm-hmm. Where they pump gasoline in the back of the thing and they all come out and point guns at him. And he goes... Think about it. Muzzle oh, yeah, flash. Yeah, yeah. Muzzle flash, gasoline. Think about it. And he's like, fuck. Really? When I think of gasoline problems, I think of Zoolander. Gas <laughs> <laughs> party. Before you go, go. <laughs> Spray each other. I'm going to do Zoolander. Hey, you want to talk about uh, Father Brad real quick? I sure, I guess. So we cut to... We can talk about Zoolander. We cut to a basketball game. And then... Tony loves weird stuff. And then a gift arrives. And Brian says, well, my parents are coming with a gift too. And George is like, oh, hey, is this where we're giving the presents? Oh, great. I'll be right back. And, so and John George, goes, if we're paying for a wedding, do we have to get our kids no, presents? You I'm like, you spent $140,000 on a wedding. Yeah. Where's my present? Eat I mean, a bag of no. dicks. I mean, you can if you want, but you don't. I don't think it's no, required. No, the wedding is your present. No, I know, but you might give them something like, hey, this, like, is, like, this is my watch or this is my necklace or something special. But I'm not going to go. And, and he bought her a cappuccino machine. My mom let me wear a, a necklace that was hers, but I gave it back. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he bought a top-of-the-line cappuccino maker in 1991. That was probably a couple hundred dollars. Yeah. So that's a very nice But gift. this is, like, my parents gave us a wedding present, and, and they were like, bucks. we realized that since <laughs> we're not, not paying for this wedding, we're regular guests, and we'll get you a present. But I, they didn't give me a wedding present the first time I got married, because they paid for it. <laughs> yeah. I would but Brian's parents present. show up, and they gave him a car. That's not a good wedding present. No, that's a terrible one. Because a car is a now, one... Now, who gets the car? A car is a one-person present. You're always like, going to argue, my parents bought it, it's mine. Yeah. If you... That's going someone's name. Like, there's lots of big you presents a that a parents... Like, rich people... Like, you a house? Put her on your that's phone. a good yes. present. Like in uh, or, my big fried Greek wedding. Yes. But a car? A car is a terrible wedding present. Yeah. yeah. Can't split a car. Elaine's on the car. Can't both I, use the car. I assume he has a car. When Elaine goes gets her new, gets her new car, I'm going to be on it. Are you? Am I not? <laughs> on my new car? I thought the whole point was I'm buying this car. This is the, I will be 42 by the time I get this car, and it will be the first car I've ever bought all by myself. You can be on the car if you want, but why would you? Then be facts. Why would you be on the car? So if you die, get the car. If I well, die, you get the car anyways. That's true, too. <laughs> <laughs> we live in Virginia. I currently drive the second car I ever bought all by myself. <laughs> I've never bought a car all by myself with no help. 
All of my cars. Actually, no, my first well, no, no. car, car my dad buy. bought. So third, this car. You bought it. Well, I, yeah, I guess I did buy it. But... You bought it from your dad's estate. You didn't nah, take it for that's free. True. That's true. <laughs> Facts. All right, it's so, like your house. You it's not bought, like I it bought it from your it grandmother's estate. So George has they President Envy. He yeah, tries to hide the present that he got Annie. But she comes in and says, did you see? And he says, I know. You never thought you owned a new car. And she's like, what's that? He goes, oh, it was a present I was thinking of giving you. And he's like, she's like, well, can I have it? And he goes, it's not really a big deal, but I got you thing. Something you said you wanted that you didn't have. And she opens it and she's like, wow, it's cappuccino maker. And he's like, yeah, it's top of the line. It makes really good foam. I and she's like, a better that's gift. Really great. I'm sorry. I think the cappuccino maker is a better gift than that car. And I'd be more excited about it. I agree with you. Now, I don't know about Because you know that Tony drives the car. However... This is, they met when they were both yes, in Cappuccino. Italy. <laughs> it's a sweet They bread. probably spent a lot of time in Italy drinking cappuccinos together. They both developed a love That's for it. That's what I thought. They have this thing now at their home. <laughs> they can have a nice uh, macchiato. Actually, my brain went the same place. <laughs> they can have espresso, latte. There's a lot of options. I'm just, I mean, I feel like this is a great gift Cappuccino's for them a lot as milk. a couple. It's not just so for one or the other. They don't have to split it. How much money did it make? This is something they can enjoy no, together. I don't it's not doable. How, How much money did it make? The first, yeah, it made all the money. Oh, What's the Metacritic? No, none of that. All right, works. wake me up before you go. Go. All right, so now we have a going to the chapel, and we're gonna get married. Another uh, Will Ferrell movie. Yes. And they're trying on tuxes and things, and we see that the wedding sneakers have been made, maybe get that and there's out. more gifts, and then Annie comes to the door and says the wedding is off. She's like, well, what's wrong? The wedding is off. And this room is full of wedding presents. None of those presents and are And I'm there. like, why aren't they just using these as the dishes for their wedding? Because there's a lot Like, they got a sterling silver tea set. I'm like, who the fuck wants that? Right. Yeah. <laughs> Because I looked around and at the presence in the room and like most of those aren't good gifts. As a person mm. who just purchased all of the dishes that will be used at our wedding, I'm like, why don't you just use these dishes? That's kind of dishes you get. Nice ones. Dishes. She on. Don't have no idea. He's like, I don't want to pay for You plates. bought <laughs> dishes? No, she I got. I bought disposable um, bamboo and palm leaf dishes. Ooh. Disposable palm leaves. Because they're biodegradable. Okay. Also, according to our caterer, they are stronger than your traditional disposable plates, and they're not plastic. Um, I also got everybody their own cup with a lid and a straw that you can take home with you. This is your cup for the wedding. Refill it as much as you want. You don't have to worry about flies getting in it because it's outside. It's got a cup and a does, lid. Does it it's a reusable it? plastic cup. That's up to Tony. Yeah, I'm gonna write I told him he could really? write people's nicknames or whatever the I fuck he so. wanted on I, all I their cups. I gotta look at the guest list. I don't want to have people that don't get a cup. <laughs> you don't want to give a, John a fancy cup with all this Deadpool stuff on it and then give somebody else a cup that just says Ben. <laughs> <laughs> no. Not you, Ben. <laughs> no, you, Ben. Why don't you say Pat? Also, there are at least 10 wine disposable, or not disposable, reusable well, well, plastic wine plastic. tumblers. I don't need a wine tumbler. I'll just put my wine in a regular cup. I just you want to drink sure wine out of a straw. <laughs> you don't have to use the straw. That's true. You can take the lid off. I have some Deadpool stickers if you need. I just don't want people to worry about things getting <laughs> All right. I'll get you some more, though. Don't worry. Christmas is coming. <laughs> my birthday's in August. 
All right, so now we find out, George goes to talk to Amy about what happened, and we find out that this was their eight-month anniversary, and he got her a gift. First of all, bitch, quit crying. You're not supposed to get a present for eight-month anniversary. Okay, who yeah. celebrates their eight-month anniversary? And you especially, I hate this people. It doesn't make any sense. I mean, I we're hate getting married that in a couple weeks. You ain't getting nothing. No. Three months, six months, nine months, a year, and then after that, only once a year, and you should only celebrate your wedding anniversary once you get married, not the date you started dating. I have thoughts. <laughs> this is just really bad. Then we find out that she's upset because he bought her a blender. And he's like, what is this? The 1950s? Get the wife a little blender? And I'm like, and Carly, she's overreacting. Yeah, we had to Carly's pause the movie and discuss this. Because he said he bought the blender for her because she eats, she drinks these gross banana shakes or whatever. Yeah, it was disgusting. Like, it's not a vacuum or like, you know, something to clean with. It's a fucking blender. And it's not like a treadmill because you yeah. gained a little weight. Yeah, exactly. That, <laughs> there was nothing... There was nothing I that forgot what it was, and That's I thought why it was an iron. right there. You just called it Yeah, fat. it wasn't an iron. Yeah. I thought it was going to be an iron or a vacuum because yeah. I forgot what it was. Like, if yeah. it was I a dust exactly buster. Was. Like that kind of stuff I could see. She's all about blender? how... Yes, she's getting married young, but she's still going to have her career because apparently she always said she would have a career before yeah. she got married. Of and she's she like, will. I'm not going to lose no my point. future and my identity because I got married. Tony goes, I want to watch the second one because I know she has a baby and I want to see her give up that career. Yeah. <laughs> so, and then that wasn't the because fight. Because everything has to be about whatever the fuck she wants. Now, the fight happened when he told her she was overreacting. Fellas, this makes sense. <laughs> two things that will always get you in a fight is one, tell her you don't want to fight. And two, tell her she's overreacting. Oh, if you or tell me I don't dumped. want to argue about this, I will argue about this. <laughs> that means that she wants this. John said this heard, this morning. Fuck you, let's fight. John said this morning, I don't want to talk about this. So I paused the movie so that we could talk about something. <laughs> You no, you can't say that. It's like a red flag in front of a bull. It's Elaine me. sees weakness now and wants to attack. I'm so different from you because if Tony said I don't want to talk about it, I'm like I don't really either. <laughs> no, I know what it is. I'm gonna I'm gonna put it all out there because it was in the brunch scene and John said it's so weird. It, it's it's still weird that our parents haven't met. And I'm like, why do you always talk about this? This isn't a big deal. It's we weird. We've married live... 21 years. Our parents have never fucking met. You know who else thinks it's weird? Her mother. We talked about it when it we is, were in fucking Michigan. It's, it's not weird. I think I said At it's not usual. I think it. Yeah. I think but it's weird. We don't. If we lived in the same town as either yeah. of our relatives, it would be weird. I but think, we don't live <clears throat> near any of them. I think it's weird that you did that they didn't meet early in the in their marriage. But now it's you know. At this point, it's been so what long. are you going? What are you going to do? Like Tony's gonna fly mom somewhere? and her husband yes. have met my parents. They. The last time they yes. visited, they swung by, but we live less than two miles away from my parents. <laughs> but I said, and I'm I like, don't want to talk about this. I don't this. know why you still your wedding. I don't know why And I'm like, I don't know why you're still making a big deal about this. Because, yes, it's not usual, but it's not really that big deal. And who cares? You. I don't want to fight about this. You're overreacting. Just calm down. <laughs> he got you a blender. <laughs> got no, you a blender. No, now you gotta get your feet off of no, me. No, I'm gonna touch your shoes. I'll lick your with toes. With my bare. I will oh, lick your toes. You would not. Shots fired. Oh my god. So, when we were at my sister's, I mentioned that when John was playing Oculus, I licked the back of his head one day, and Audra almost vomited. Audra, back me up on this. It's weird. <laughs> the most horrific thing she's you like, could do, do not to like someone. <laughs> and she's right and you're wrong. Now I would Tony the back of Tony's head is coming. Yeah, no, you would definitely <laughs> I do smack his butt 
or scrape his yeah. back or his tummy. I do mess was, with him. <laughs> I know you do. And I thought it was so funny because, you know, I just walked up to him and licked the back of his head. But Andre was horrified. It, it and she was right. It depends on the game. No, it doesn't. Or if we're playing Demio, I don't care. But if no, I'm playing a I scary do. game and you walk up and scratch my back... You might get punched. You might catch one. <laughs> and the police show up and be like, what happened? I was playing Sir, this really well, scary usually game. usually it's I'll hard to sneak up on you because I'm so Put loud and clumsy. But every once in a while. <laughs> He's going to be like. He's like, I get it. <laughs> I get it. You Man. were wrong. You were wrong, madam. That's just a funny story. You're watching podcast listeners. So, fellas, this never ends well. Don't tell her she's overreacting. No. Yes, no. Um, anyway, so now Brian shows up and... No. Yes. So then he says you were... So then she tells him that she wasn't overreacting and he's like, you come from a line of overreactors and she's... No, he tells Brian that. Yeah. No. Well, yeah. Brian... But Brian tells her the story. Yeah. About the brunch. So what did he say? She's like, I don't over... She said something about she doesn't overreact. Nobody in my family overreacts. And then Brian tells her this story, which she doesn't think is a total lie about how... he's such a liar, Dad. He's a liar. (laughs) He said that when you went over there for brunch, you stole his dad's bank book and ended up in the pool? And then... Oops. Which, right then is when he should have said, actually, that's true. Yeah. He should have, though. He should have. He should have, yeah. He should have came out right away. He does come... Shh, listen. You're right. That's two. One That's more, two. you get a free uh, latte. One, <laughs> one more, and you get a Gliza. A Gliza. Mm-hmm. Dry Gliza. Of alcohol, in hopes that you'll forget that it happened. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done drinking. I took my cup upstairs. So, now Brian shows up, and George takes him out, and they have a drink ski. Brian tells her he bought the blender because she likes to make this weird blended drink. Banana and smoothies. Lots of people put banana in smoothies. I don't want banana in a smoothie. I like, I like banana in smoothies. I only like bananas. I don't like plain. making smoothies. I don't like So he bought her the skip because it was <laughs> because he was trying to get her something because she likes to make these things. Never like they don't have a blender, so he was trying to be nice. Yeah. So she likes these smoothies. Or maybe she has a shitty blender. Maybe it's a shitty blender. It smells like it's burning she every time you use it. Okay, it yeah. Is, so that, basically, is that code for I need a new blender, Carly? No, we don't have a blender. Yeah, Would do. you like Amanda one? Amanda does. You know what? No. Blenders. I'm, no. no, I'm going to find you no. like a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles blender or something. Because just as I just said, I don't mind eating a smoothie, but I don't want to make a smoothie. I have I an em, I have a emulsion. What yeah. is that one that no, no. is handheld and you stick it down? An immersion blender? You're getting that one. And Amanda definitely has a blender. I don't no, use one. them because I don't need I don't care. things. <laughs> However, I have been at parties in the past where people were trying to make like daiquiris and frozen drinks and stuff, and the blenders smelled like shit because they were cheap, crappy, but I don't need a blender. <laughs> just so you know, you don't get a vote in what John John heard for. you're getting a margarita. <laughs> I don't drink you, tequila, and I will not. You don't have to use. You don't have to only have margaritas you have with the margarita. Your wedding, birthdays, Christmas. And, and you're getting a fucking. Remember blender. that we don't have a dishwasher. I don't care. So yes, we do. I would have to. We would. We somebody. <laughs> that's probably not me. We have to clean the blender and all those yeah. sharp parts. <laughs> Which is me. Carly doesn't do things. Clearly. You're she getting like the shredder blender or like the George Foreman blender. You're getting a fun blender. Don't worry about it. It'll be a blender that oh you'll God, enjoy. Oh, my God. It's such a waste. It's just going to sit in the box in the room and someday we'll throw it out. You would never throw out a brand new blender. Uh, we might. I wouldn't. 
I would make daiquiris. Any kitchen space. <laughs> you have plenty of kitchen space. You would know. What if I build you a little If you table? went in the kitchen. I do know when I have to do laundry in the kitchen and there's nowhere to put all the shit that's on top of the washing machine so Car- I can open it. Where would you, where Carly, would you put what it? About what about this? What if I build you machine? a table just for the buns? <laughs> this the is a funny fight. <laughs> What's on the washing machine? Very often. The air fryer is on top of the washing Sometimes machine. Sometimes it is, and usually it's on the stove. And if it's, it's on the on washing the machine... It lives on the stove or and, the washing and, machine and because we don't have any space. And if it's on the washing machine, you know what you do? You move it to the, to the stove and you go about your day. So you're going to add a blender to this? Yeah, because the blender can just go in one of the cabinets or something. And we'll never use it. Probably, we would probably rarely use it. But we, I would make daiquiris every once in a while while you sat in the living room. I like how he thought Continued. it was a good argument that the air fryer can get moved off Well, because it's not a big deal. What if we get an air fryer blender mix? Come on. Then that would be weird. They're putting weird shit together. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I once saw a kitchen. But, but you notice that it was all these things on the washing machine, an air fryer, that weighs 12 pounds, maybe, maybe 12 wow, pounds. Wow, 12 pounds? You need to upgrade your air fryer. It's a little. You just move it to the stove and then you do your laundry. So we change the new air fryer. No, we don't. What he's saying is they need to remodel <laughs> really their kitchen. Yeah, eventually. I want to buy you a thoughtful <laughs> gift for your wedding. The shoes don't count. A kitchen remodel. Okay. All I'm saying is... John would help you remodel your All I'm saying is eventually we'll remodel the kitchen and then we'll see how much... He gets bored very easily and needs things to do. I'm, I can help I'm with suggesting. that. <laughs> He's predicting, not suggesting. I, I, I did, I did build, <laughs> it's not really a prediction. It's, I did build the kitchen basically from the studs last summer. He did, and he's got nothing to do this summer, and he did help you put in that floor. He the did. The fear I have is that we'll Best take the walls the off the kitchen hey. and realize there are no studs. <laughs> you should see the walls. All right, so if there's no studs there? in... Yes. Look, look. What do you think holds studs? I'm not sure what holds that room up. Well, I can assure you it's studs. I not this one. I tried something. If not, I know two studs who could frame it out. I tried to hang something, and I found a stud here... And then I couldn't find it here. <laughs> In the kitchen? Well, here's yes. not really required. Here is required by code. I tried to hang something next to the stove between the door and the stove, and I could not find a stud that went down. You tell me where the spice wall. rack is? Yes. I tried to hang a larger the one on the back of my my beauty room, my room upstairs, door. It's supposed to hang on the wall in the kitchen. Friends, we'll get back to the wedding in a minute. <laughs> Carly's, Carly's beauty room sounds spicy. <laughs> it ended up being full of things like my next shampoo, conditioner, deodorant, lotions, mm-hmm. nail polishes, whatever. Yeah. Anyways, it was supposed to live in the kitchen. And I Why don't you just take the old spice rack down and put the new one because up? Because it has screws on both sides all the way down because it's got like six tiers. The old one is one tier and it has one nail. <laughs> I could not find studs that went on both sides <laughs> anywhere. Because the stud is in the, the middle. Down. And then they're supposed to be evenly spaced. Across the whole wall. <laughs> that's not that's facts. not true. That is not true. They're supposed to be 16 inches from dead center of each stud. However, in our kitchen, they're not. Some in are like kitchen, 15. I don't some know are 62. What direction they go? Some are seven. <laughs> and I also tried to split it in half and had half of it next to the stove and half of it next to the washing machine. I couldn't find a stud over there 
at all, <laughs> except for where the window is. Did you use a stud finder? And then from the window, yes. How many? From the window to the edge of the wall, nothing. <laughs> how, many, how many times have I'll you looked you for studs? Would it's, you say that you're competent in finding studs? Besides me. Relatively, oh. yes. Okay. <laughs> I'll show you tricks. Do you stud remember all really the work. work I did in your office? Ooh, there's an app for your phone. You have an Android. There's a really cool uh, stud finder on an Android. They don't have it for uh, iOS yet. I don't know how to find a stud other than... That's not your job. Just don't looking, put holes in the walls. Looking at one in, across from me. I, I once I don't hang asked anything. Elaine to use the drill to put these legs on. I would say I'm more confident. I would have figured it out. You didn't have to take it away from me. Also, you still haven't hung up my Scrabble letters. Remember, I was raised by my dad. Yeah, but I've seen hey, you, I've seen you We're work on stuff. It's usually, I'm, let's put this thing up. Tony, go ahead. That's because I All right, back to the father of the bride. <laughs> that was a fun tangent. I'm going to laugh my ass off. Because I can't do it. <laughs> anyway, well, we'll George see. makes nice between Brian and Annie. They start making out on the stairs. It makes Ew. George uncomfortable because they're like, they're hard. Yeah, they're like making they're out. They're going to bone. In get, front of him. See, I don't think them. it was weird when he, earlier, when he had his hand on her leg when they first met. But this is not okay. Yeah. yeah. So they make it Why to January. Why would you want to do this? You wouldn't. Hey. They make it to January, and we see the swans and all the madness is going on. Yeah, uh, so the day before the wedding, George finds Maddie in the hallway. That's right. He does have a son. Don't forget. He hasn't been in the movie since the fucking beginning. He just pops in now and then. A little bit. Um, but he's a tertiary. Back here in yeah, he's a tertiary. <laughs> he, whatever. He wasn't really in the movie that much. And he's practicing going, walking up and down the aisle. Because he's he, going to walk their mom down the aisle. Right. Because he gets the bride. He's very worried about the left together, right together walk, which yeah. they don't actually do in the wedding. No, they don't. <laughs> they don't do it. They say it, though. <laughs> but Diane Keaton is not left together, right together, and down no, that they're aisle. they're just straight walking. Left, yeah. right, left, right, left. Which is what you should do. But they have but, a different gait because she's uh, adult, at least four feet taller than him. But anyway. Um, so George apologizes to his son for being preoccupied with the wedding. He says, that's okay. No permanent damage done. Um, and then we cut to George in bed, and we get a Today I Met the Boy I'm Going to Marry montage. And George thinks back to Annie growing up, and when she was a little girl, and now she's an adult. Mm-hmm. And we see this the little girl that was in the movie earlier. Dad, I'm getting married. And she's doing a bunch of things. And it cuts to teenage Annie, which at the time I was like, wow, it's the little... It's Annie. She's 22. But now we realize she was 17. So yeah. it works a lot better here. Mm-hmm. But then he thinks about his little girl growing up. And then he hears a ruckus outside. Because basketball is a loud game that yes. she's playing in the middle of the night. So he goes outside. <laughs> I was like, she woke everybody in the, in the up. This is not a quiet game. No. <laughs> yeah. He so, hears a ruckus. Can you describe the ruckus? Yeah, it was basketball. <laughs> so he goes outside and talks to his daughter. And she says this is the end of her childhood, and she feels a little sad because she packed up her entire room. Well, you're 22, and you still live with your parents. And I know you told me to save everything. I found yearbooks and my retainer. You throw that away. Throw that shit out. Yeah. Unless you're still using it. I mean, (laughs) mean, he taught her to throw anything away. I don't want to see him. He's lived in the house 17 years. Fuck, I don't want to unpack that house. No. Um, Friends, put it on receipt for a second. Don't save everything. If you don't use it, throw it away. That feels like a personal attack. <laughs> I would never. Says the man who was wearing shoes today that he didn't know he had. But they weren't, <laughs> they weren't old. These are new. <laughs> what was the date on that receipt? 
<laughs> so, um, George is outside. He tells his little girl that um, the thing about life is little moments. They just grab a hold of you, and you don't know when they're going to be. It just it still happens to me. And then it starts to snow. And he tells her, you know, he was just thinking. She says, oh, how is it going to cost this money? And he's like, no. I was thinking how I'm never going to forget this moment. But, but it is going to cost extra money. <laughs> yeah. It actually doesn't. Well, they no. don't say that it does, but... But it does. It definitely does. Those heaters they had to rent that they didn't use that melted the because ice sculpture. Because they melted the ice sculptures? Why the fuck do you have ice sculptures? That's such a waste of money. <laughs> Second, so they paid the florist to blow dry <laughs> the tulip <laughs> Let's border. Let's discuss <laughs> the unexpected electric bill for the lights in that fucking tent <laughs> or the hair dryer to dry out the fucking tulips yeah. or the amount of swan shit that's going to be in your house By that was mentioned way, too this house had amazing landscaping to begin with what colors are even this wedding i don't know after oh, watching I, no it was blush and bashful <laughs> the bridesmaids but were in pink i'm sure they the the house was fine they didn't need to plant the tulips <laughs> to go with the swans that were just gonna wander around your front yeah, yard. Yeah, because you know what you know what color swans are? White. White. <laughs> you know what color the house was? White. You know Everything what color the is, snow is fine. So then, all right, all right so it starts to snow, but don't worry. Frank and his assistant were all pitching in, and they start shoveling the driveway. And George with no, no. his new tuxedo on that he got from the knockoff guy. The walk. Yeah, which and I like that scene. The knockoff guy swore this was a, a real George Romani. Don't ask where I got it, but I got it. There's no way the knockoff guy gets you a real Armani. Just let's be clear here. Yeah. You don't go to your knockoff guy for a real. Well, Walmart. he doesn't know. He's a dummy. Anyway. He just wants to save money. He he probably so, does know on some level. So then, evidently, there's a button that fell off of his suit, and Frank is there to help him. And he's like, "Oh, I brought the wrong color thread. I thought you were wearing a black a black tuxedo." And he says, "It is black." He goes, "No, this is not blue. Armani does not make a blue tuxedo." No. He goes, then oh. he says, "Armani doesn't make a blue tuxedo." And then Frank goes, "They don't make polyester either." That's deep cut. I will tell you that I do have an Armani jacket, a few, and none of them are made of polyester, and there's a quality difference, and you can feel it. <laughs> like, if you go upstairs and you just randomly start grabbing jackets, you can feel the Armani ones. There's a difference. Now, but in the movie, his tuxedo looks fine. It doesn't look gross no. or cheap no. or nasty. It looks fine. It does look like it's slightly the wrong color. <laughs> I kind of like the dark blue tuxedo. Yeah, I like it better than the black, but... I might wear a blue tuxedo to your wedding. Go ahead. Although you'll be the only one in a tuxedo. <laughs> you say that like it would bother He me. did almost yeah, I mean. buy a red tuxedo jacket. I was going to... Come on, it's me. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's going to be in June. And really, you don't need a jacket at all. You just need a fancy waistcoat. Ooh. I, I may go three-piece just because. I don't feel like buying something, and that's what I got in the closet. Everybody loves a waistcoat. Yeah, whatever. Uh, I mean... It's understood. They know that I'm going to dress fancy. <laughs> I expect okay. it. I'm going to come in jeans what? and a t-shirt. You'll freak you out. I'll be, like, I'll oh. be sad. <laughs> like, what? What? I'll be, I'll be sad, but I'll also understand. <laughs> like, I don't, I'm sorry. I don't know you, sir. Get away from my house. <laughs> All right. Anyway. Well, then I'll look really weird next to him because I am not wearing jeans and a t-shirt. <laughs> I will be fancy. All right. So, George goes to get Annie and... Stop barking. They're hungry. It's dinner time. Hurry up, then. 
I'm working on it. You fuckers keep going on tangents. So George goes to get Annie. She's wearing a very 90s um, wedding dress. Day. Wedding dress. Mm-hmm. It does much of the time. She needs a sombrero to fight bulls. Yeah. Got I thought it was um, weird that he went up there and her mom just came downstairs. And her... Who helped her get in that dress? Her mom. Her mom <laughs> probably... Why did her mom say, here she is? No, but they have... Why? <laughs> why is there two limos when they all can fit in one yes. limo? Yes. Upon 50 grand. And I... As because I one is for the family to get back, one for them to bone in on the way back. Even then, when I was a child... Didn't she just say, hurry up? I thought, this doesn't <laughs> seem worth the money. <laughs> and Tony goes... I've never been in a limo and thought this was worth the money. No, I've been in a limo a few times. Well, the reason to get a limo is because a big, poofy wedding dress doesn't fit in a regular car. That is not the case now with SUV culture. You should rent a Or if you have a large wedding party, because you all go together, and you can get all six of your bridesmaids in the back of a limo. But they didn't even do that. No! It was just her At the chapel, we have a very lovely ceremony. He could have taken his convertible. He could have. Batty walks uh, Nina down the aisle, George walks Annie down the aisle, and he has another moment where he has a little bit of a panic because he knows he has one line. It's, who do I give, who gives this woman away? Is, is, it, is it, that's me? I do. It's always her I mother, and, her mother I and I do. And then the question comes, who gives this woman away? And he goes, I do. And then he realizes that he's done. And he goes and sits down, and he reflects that he will never see his little girl at home again. Mm. And we're like, like, she's going to visit. She's going to have kids, and you're going to babysit them. I don't I mean, think no, we understand. He means that John, do you understand what George is feeling here? Yes, yeah. I do. Because um, she may come over for like Christmas morning, things like that, but it's not going to be the same. Yeah. All right, so Annie and Brian tie the knot, and then it's time to party. George looks for Annie, but he can't find her. She's busy taking pictures. What the hell is this? First of all, he's going to take pictures with his daughter on her yes. wedding day. Yes. That's yes, even if you don't want those pictures, they're going to take them. Where's your family? Here's one with your mom. Here's yeah, one with your dad. Here's one with the bride's parents. Here's one with the groom's parents. Here's one with fucking everybody. So. Yes. I want to do groups of pictures, you know. We need oh. to make a list to like, give to the is, photographer. This is the family. She asks for a list. He hasn't started. This is our family. <laughs> what? <laughs> well, me and Vic are going to be at the Tony and Carly. Sitting in a tree? Okay, yeah. Yes, that's Tony and Carly with family. What are you doing? We don't need you to make the list. You just said hurry up, and now you're writing Tony the list. Tony hasn't started the list. Tony <laughs> and well, Carly I, I can't with John and Elaine. We already have the list. <laughs> There's your list. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> so dinner is served. And That's it. This week. And George doesn't get Carly a chance to get in line. Elaine. The line forms really fast because the father of the bride doesn't get to cut the line. Tony with Vic and Will. But <laughs> Tony, I made your list. Fine. Do you have Elaine and Carly on there? Yes. Okay. All right. Four. So uh, the cops want to talk to George. He wants to know why there's 200 cars parked in in the street and there's no permit. So he's like, "Well, we only had two. Um, what you call it? Matty Yogi's there. Attendants. Yeah, like, yeah, car attendants. Now and Frank like, would get a permit. Frank would get a permit. Yeah. Well, it's not Frank. Because he's the caterer. It's, no, no, no. Franck's the wedding planner. Franck is the wedding planner. Oh. Yeah, oh. Franck would get a permit. He would 100% get a permit. Yeah. But regardless of how many parking attendants you have, you wouldn't have your street completely one no. side to the other with cars. You'd no. have to have egress. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. So anyway, they tell me he's got 30 minutes shuttle. to move these cars. And, and like, then Franck just fucking leaves. He's like, they're cutting the cake. I'm sorry. This is your job. This is why we hired no, you. I you go take care of this. I yeah. go watch my daughter cut the cake. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Also, 
all right, so we got to move these cars. Where am I going to get more drivers? So then it's the dad and the two kids. But where are the two parking yeah, attendants? we don't see them again at we all. We should see five. Five people moving these cars. Even if we're going to have the seven-year-old boys or ten-year-old boys or however old these boys They're are. too young to be driving those cars around. Facts. But we <laughs> anyway, should at least have the two parking attendants. So we have a lovely montage of the moving cars. Then Annie's looking for her dad because, you know, and we hear my girl playing in the background because guess what they're going to have? The daddy-daughter dance. Which they which, leave all the headlights on these cars on. Yes, I it's said that too. I said, why did they do this? And John goes, so the batteries go dead. Exactly. <laughs> so the batteries die. Yeah. <laughs> so he finally makes his way into the house and he sees that they're about to throw the bouquet and his daughter's about to leave. But he has an idea. He's going to cut through the house so he can see it. And he gets through and he, oh no, he gets caught somewhere. And <clears throat> it takes him a while and he comes up the stairs after she's already thrown it and she's waving goodbye. So he makes his way down and, and Nina says, oh, he missed it. And this is when I had a rant. <laughs> and it's too late for George to say goodbye and we have somber music. I had a rant. First of all, this is a daddy's girl. She would have made sure they did the father-daughter dance. 100%. She would not have fucking left without doing that shit. No. She, he wouldn't have been the one that had to move those cars. 100%. Okay. She wouldn't have left without saying goodbye to her parents. Right. She would have waited. You don't have to leave at 9 p.m. sharp. <laughs> you just fucking wait. I haven't seen my dad since he gave me away at the goddamn church. Yeah. I'm going to see him before I fucking leave. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you're the bride, so and then she what did, you say goes. And I said, Part so dad just spent $140,000 on this wedding, and you didn't even fucking say bye to him, and yeah. you didn't dance with him, and he didn't even get to you didn't eat get a picture all with the him? fucking food? I was like, you are a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so we're almost done now. So we're at the house, and Nina and George are there alone, and the phone rings, and it's Annie. She just wanted to say goodbye before she got on the plane. And then George and Nina dance, movie God, that was rough. All right, so what'd you think, Carly? Well, I think you know who my least favorite character was. Spoiled little bratty child Annie. <laughs> it's not really about her. Uh, my favorite character was George, but really only because it was Steve Martin. I think if it had been a different actor, I wouldn't have Would cared at all. <laughs> I do like Steve Martin, though, so... I just wanted to see him react to shit, which is the whole movie. Um, my favorite scene was the ceremony part, even though they had real candles and I kept waiting for somebody's hair or polyester to catch on fire. Yeah. <laughs> my favorite line was the, um, what are you talking about? Armani doesn't make a blue tuxedo. Armani also doesn't make polyester. That was my line. <laughs> so, I, I thought it probably was. Yeah, yeah. My favorite oh. tertiary object was the landscaping at their house to begin with. It was beautiful, and they didn't need to change a thing. It was a big old waste of money. And then they brought those birds in to trample on everything. Shit on everything. <laughs> and I will give this a baby. I think because I'm so close to actually planning an event that's at my parents' house, I just got mad <laughs> over and over again about the incredible waste of money and the incredible volume of people and the incredible 
disregard for her parents that this child had. and his wife. I almost picked her as my least favorite my least favorite character because she was just like egging it on. Go ahead, spend the quarter million dollars on your wedding. Dad's being unreasonable. Okay, that's not the way I thought that would go. <laughs> I'm sorry. Tony? <laughs> Question mark? <clears throat> favorite character is Steve Martin. Least favorite character is a tie between Annie and her mom. <laughs> Tony might have been influenced by me slightly. <laughs> no, I, I, I didn't care for Annie. And then when I watched it, the mom didn't do much for me either. She was... But um, the favorite line is... Uh, welcome to the what is it? Welcome to the nineties, Mister. Welcome to the nineties, Mister Box. Mister Box. <laughs> My favorite scene is when Steve is laying in bed, uh, remembering his daughter's life, watching her grow up and stuff, remembering all the stuff that that was cool. And my favorite tertiary object is B.D. Wong because he made the dinosaurs. <laughs> and in all the other movies. Um, because he made the dinosaurs. I'll give it a light, a light yay. I don't know that it holds up as well as it did when I was younger, but I like the movie. My favorite character is Frank. <laughs> I love Frank. My least favorite character is George. I think he's being unreasonable. <laughs> um, oh, I think he should have happily spent $150,000 on this no, <laughs> I don't think he should. I But... I do think the fact that I oh, Steph, shh. they should have had it at an event place. I feel like I think that would have helped a lot. <laughs> I feel like he was being so anti-wedding that his realistic concerns made him seem crazier. Like if, and I get that this is a character, but <laughs> it's not so unrealistic to like he should have been like, well, I'd like to spend some time with him and meet this boy that you love, mm -hmm. but. And then it wouldn't see, but he's so, you're not getting married. You have 22, you can't tell me what you do. Like, and that was his whole thing. And he kept having freakouts and panic attacks and all this terror and just rolling his eyes. And yes, even if you don't like the person that your kid is marrying, you still have to help them find the joy in their wedding. And I just find this character very unlikable. And yes, he had legitimate concerns about the price of this wedding and how big it was. And yes, but all this other stuff he was doing, just it was all part of that rather than, look, I want to pay for your wedding because I'm your father and I want to give you this beautiful experience, but we can't afford this. So yeah. we need to cut it back. Or, but this, it's so big that this house is no longer a feasible option because we can't fit 600 and people if you're having, in our house. <laughs> if you're having the kind of wedding Please where it's $250 a plate, that's not a wedding that is in someone's home. Shit, unless Chick Fil A at that much. Like, unless <laughs> that someone's home is at like one of those historical wedding venue homes. Yeah. yeah. Unless you're like, I don't know, Beyonce, and you yeah. have the kind of home that could accommodate yes, that. Yeah. That's not. That's not a realistic price for this wedding, even yeah. with all that fancy shit in that tent. Uh, my favorite scene is when they go to meet Frank, <laughs> because I like Frank. Sends a call. My favorite tertiary object is the blender. <laughs> and my favorite line is, oh, this is a nice statement. Lots of fun. Uh, I'm going to yay this because I like this movie. And I think it's, uh, there's, I like movies that are charming. And this movie is charming despite all the things that I don't like about it. And I like a wedding. I said to John that if I was going to have a wedding dress, it would be all lace 
strapless lace with a cathedral veil. And he goes, do you want to have a wedding? And I says, no, I just want a wedding. <laughs> so she wants to spend five grand on a dresser. What, I don't, what's a cathedral veil? The cathedral veil is the one that goes all the way to the floor and then stretches out behind you. Oh, okay, wow. Like what... Um, What's her name had in the sound of music when she got married in the cathedral? Okay. That's why they call it a cathedral veil because it's like what royalty has. All right. well, Ridiculous. My, my favorite character is Franck. Because he's great. Because he's amazing. He's Martin Short. My least favorite character is Nina because um, she did not help. <laughs> he's clearly having a hard time breaking me down. Yeah. Often, yes. and she's just she there, like she's the not really helping. and compromise in between the she's two. She's not really visions. helping anybody. Yeah, she's <laughs> not really helping her daughter. She's not really helping her husband. She's just kind of the there. character's not really anything either. I feel like they just did. They they had a really her. good actress in this yeah. role who really could have contributed to the movie. Would have really helped, but they didn't use her at all. Hmm. So that's criminal. Um, my favorite scene is the hot dog bun scene. <laughs> <laughs> that whole deal. Um, my favorite object is the Aston Healy, the car that he drives, because it's cool. And my favorite lines was already spelled in, so I'll go with a backup, and a backup will be, you were this age when I married you? No, you were this age when we had Annie. I was a year younger than this when we got married. Oops. Yeah, right? And he's I like, will... no, and she's like, yeah. yeah. And then we were also talking about, it's like, so Annie, and then you had Culkin, Later, yeah, in life, how old were you? We were talking well, about. She's only he mentions that in the movie. She's only forty-four in the movie. So yes, That's... and we talked about how the second movie is her having another yeah. baby, and how old was she when she had like this 40. other baby? Yeah, fifty. The movie came out no. four years later. She was close to fifty. She'd if, been forty-eight. If but it's, the movie yeah. may have come out immediate. Like the timeline yeah. for the movie yeah. might have been the very next year. Yeah, I haven't seen that one. I haven't I seen it in a very long time. But I will yay this because I enjoyed it. I picked it for the wedding because I uh, it's fun and a lot of it is ridiculous. Like the father can't eat. But the there's no movie dance, if it isn't. Father, yeah, it's if, a wedding. Movie if everything like goes just to plan, then it, the hilarity can't ensue and Martin, excuse me, Steve Martin can't do his thing. Yeah. So, but you, you forgive that. So, I know in the second one, um, Annie thinks she's going through the change of life, or not Annie, but uh, Nina. 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 And turns out she's all right. Carly. All right, please find us on facebook.com slash the underappreciated movie podcast. And you can email a movie podcast at gmail.com and tune into all our previous episodes. We've had a number of them that included the wedding, which made it harder to pick wedding moves. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Palm Springs was a good one. And that episode disappeared. You can't listen to that one, but you can listen to any of the others. <laughs> and tune in next week. On the podcast, for Tony's pick. For wedding month? I'm going to continue the tradition of doing 90s wedding movies and do 1996's The Birdcage. I was going to do that. <laughs> if you didn't do that, I would do it. I had another wedding movie that I wanted to do, but I couldn't remember what it was, so Birdcage is good enough. <laughs> yeah. Well, I will say that I looked up in the trivia for A Father of the Bride Part 2 that it is canonically four years apart. So that Woo! would mean that she's only 48 in the second one. Only. And Boy, I'd like to space out their kid. I know. How it's a thing, though. In the realm in which I work, I'm like, how much more likely are you to have a kid with problems <laughs> when you're 48 years old? Uh, when you're 38 years old. Yeah. And, he's... and she's 48. 
Nobody ever wants to discuss, like, everybody wants to talk about all these different weird causes of autism, which they still don't know, but maybe it just has to do with all these women having babies in their late 30s. It is. Your eggs are old. Late Same with, and and they also link it to older men's sperm. Yeah. Older men's sperm having babies. I just mean, basically, your it. sex genes have, have started to deteriorate. Yeah. You're like, old. look, dude. Look. <laughs> I really like this song. <sighs> it's a good one. Um, I've got all the riches, baby. One man can thrive. I love you, but I don't think you're all the riches. Wow, this movie, this episode was a lot longer than yours. Okay. <laughs>